Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm your host, Ampu, the urban guru, man, rolling with my co-host who does the most. <laughs> Peace, family. It's Nikki Builder. Happy, happy, happy Friday. Today we are discussing um, the 10th sign in the 10th house of the Zodiac, which is Capricorn. It's going to be an exciting show. We might piss some folks off today, but uh, I kind of like to do oh, yeah. that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this that, this that, this that, um, you know, this that conspiracy or chicken shit talk right here, you know. And um, But anyway, man, before we even get into all that, man, y'all know what to do, man. Visit the website, myastrologycoach.com. I'm telling you, go to the membership tab, join the Toel Love Fund. $13 a month help fellow members pay their bills. You get a term each month. Like today is the last day of the month. So we're going to pick four people. The next four people that's in line about to get a, uh, get a payment. And then we just go down the line every month, divide the pot by four, you know what I mean, so the turn can go kind of fast. And um, participate in something great, you know what I mean. So myastrologycoach.com, Toel Love Fund, market calendars. Um, What's that? Saturday, June 24th. We in Philadelphia for our first annual appreciation dinner on the summer solstice. The summer solstice simply means, uh, from our vantage point on Earth, it looks like where the sun is at its absolute highest position throughout the entire year, also known as the first day of summer. All right? Um, so this is a magnificent portal. If you know what's going on, like I showed in the Cosmic Illusion webinar, the Earth is pretty much at a certain tilt, and um, this angle of light is giving the illusion that the sun is at its highest peak. Therefore, um, it's paramount that you be in some type of alignment and being of great energy and like minds, if you can help it at all times, but particularly on this particular celestial portal um, that's taking place in the northern hemisphere if you're north of the equator. So join us for the annual appreciation dinner, man, even though if, you, if you're a member or a non-member, just come through. It's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, probably going to be putting on that Philadelphia Exposed Tour, taking you through the city, showing you the ancient landmarks, and we get together on some power centers. Because you got to remember, Philadelphia is the official birthplace of government, Nick. It's, it's Philly that kicks it off with the Declaration of Independence. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's Philly that got... Constitution Hall and whatnot. It's something about Philly that 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 is in in truth the real number one. You know what I mean when it comes to the inception point of the United States of America. So definitely come through. You can go to myastrologycoach.com. Go to the events. You will see it under retreats. And uh, sign up, man. Come rock with us. Go to our other site, sister site, theimaginationguru.com. Sign up for the Quantum Imaging membership, man. Improve your life, you know what I mean? Really um, start messing with information that you can assimilate into your daily life, that you can practice on these things and start to see improvement in your life versus um, jumping around like a monkey from information channel to information channel to information channel because a lack of application with so much intense drive of mental energy will fry your nerves and potentially and has done um, can just, it can, it can really it really cause you damage, all right? Drive you real, real careful with that. Yeah, it drive you crazy, real soft. I've, I've so literally to, uh, 
Yeah, real me too, man. So go to theimaginationguru.com, man. Sign up for the membership and put your email on the email list too. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, uh, you can also, if the site is now up, you can visit the um, Prosperity Investment Group, the Prosperity Investment Group. This is about us pooling together our finances and making some moves inside of residential and commercial enterprises with property and businesses, all right? So um, check it out, man. If you went to that, that's what you want to do, you know what I mean? Uh, I advise you to go over there, man, because I'm a fact, and, and I'm about to do a free call pretty soon coming up and start rolling out this information because we're going to have a webinar on um, some pretty hot markets uh, where some money can be made at and where we all need to get together and pool our money. So, again, that's the Prosperity Investment Group. Drop your email off at the bottom of the page, all right, if you're about that money. If you're about the economics, you want to get it, let's go get it, all right? And um, that's it. Awesome song. Um, Check me out, family, on YouTube at Nikki Builder. Y'all can also find me doing my day job. I'm a fashion designer for the woman who makes her own rules. Find me at www.nikkidnovacollection.bigcartel.com. Also want to let y'all know, family, the the balancing program is available. Um, As I mentioned in the last show, I've been testing it out on some folks and kind of working out the kinks. So y'all will definitely be seeing a flyer for that soon. Um, I'm kind of patting myself on the back over here, family, because I'm 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 celebrating a transition this week. Um, I'm I'm taking that leap of faith and and fully and completely stepping into my full self and the the gifts that that came here with me on the planet. Um, and so I'm I'm transitioning out of sort of a traditional um, work mode, if you will. Um, and just transitioning fully into doing my work. And my work for me particularly, it entails, it entails fashion. Um, that's, that's my passion. I have a passion for fashion. Um, but my work is also very deeply spiritual. Um, I get emails and, and phone calls from folks every week, um, either just giving feedback on the show, and I appreciate it so much. Um, I get wonderful questions and dialogue with folks that inspire uh, my conversations for the shows on Fridays. And so I'm super excited about the freedom to really just lean completely into that and, and really not having to worry anymore about, you know, switching modes into sort of my, you know, from my work mode to my personal mode. And I'm super duper excited about just being completely present in in my personal space and my personal uh, work and goals. Um, And so, yeah, um, y'all will definitely be seeing more content from me um, over the, the coming weeks, days, and months. Um, as as my time shifts and my responsibilities shift, so I'm I'm just super excited about that today. I'm excited about the show today. Um, so yeah, you ready to jump into it, Noble? Hey, let's get this party started. Let's go. I'm leading today. For sure, ladies first, man. I gotta be a gentleman. <laughs> he ain't gonna keep doing this to be honest. <laughs> 
So I wanted to start today um, with an excerpt from a wonderful, wonderful book called The Self-Activation Workbook, written by Noble Ampu, opener of the way, and uh, Nia Akasha. So um, I want to read the excerpt on Saturn. So it reads as follows. Old Father Time, the true Lord of the Rings. Saturn is the stern gatekeeper to the outer realm. Standing guard at the threshold of initiation, you cannot get past him to reach the greater gifts of the outer planets until you pay your dues. Most of us realize this around age 28 to 30 when he comes for his return. This is your first real test of endurance and maturity. Your true character will be revealed. No finger pointing. You cannot hide from Saturn. He will find and expose a range of flaws no one else sees. He puts you through the fire again and again, not to harm you, but to refine you. A diamond birthed from coal. Learn to work with him and your success will be limitless and last a lifetime. Um, it goes on a little more. I want to skip down to this next, paradi- uh, this next uh, paragraph. Often called the Lord of Karma, the ancient Chaldeans considered him the planet that exerted the greatest influence upon all the movements of celestial bodies. Ironclad responsibility, uh, responding to your ability, and discipline are his astral code. He can often appear cold, gray, and heartless to illustrate the inherent weaknesses, cracks, excuse me, weaknesses and cracks in the infrastructure of our personal foundation. This is only for our benefit. Saturn offers the virtue of patience and the wisdom of proper limitation as needed. When the great gifts of lasting success are rewarded, it is Saturn's key that unlocks the door. And I thought that was a really good illustration of Saturn, right? That's who we're dealing with today. Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. So let's just kind of cover some of the key words and whatnot for Capricorn. Capricorn is an earth sign. It is cardinal. Um, in medical astrology, it rules the knees, bones, and or skeleton. Uh, uh, Capricorn is uh, at home in the 10th house. 10th house is defined or um, characterized by career. Uh, key words for Capricorn, foundation, structure, government, discipline, endurance, prudence, ambition, success also associated with uh, karma, right? So so Capricorn is the divine father of the zodiac. Um, so if Capricorn is the divine father of the zodiac, then that means that his opposite, which is cancer, would be considered the divine mother of the zodiac. Um, so I thought this was, was really, I think Capricorn is, is really interesting. Um, and this is, this is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be, a really um, interesting uh, conversation today. Um, you know, as I as I was preparing for this week's conversation, and and just kind of thinking through, you know, what we were really going to be dealing with this week, um, and then I saw and read through this excerpt, um, and and I typically do associate Saturn with Father Time. Um, if you've never seen it before, check out the movie um, Alice Through the Looking Glass. It came out last year. Um, but Alice Through the Looking Glass is a part of the Alice in Wonderland series. But that movie is specifically dealing with and about the concept of time. And it's a children's movie, so, of course, it's a little funny and, you know, it's interesting. But 
at the at the root of this story, basically the conversation that's being had is, you know, time, like Capricorn, is kind of this, he's a loner, right? And a lot of times, especially in our humanity, we have this really messed up, crazy relationship with time, right? Many of us, you know, in, in our in our perspective, based on you know our experiences, especially uh, you know negative experiences that we've had, a lot of us tend to associate you know time with being a bad thing. We associate time with you know having to watch the clock while you at work, and you know there's never enough time in the day. There's never enough time in the weekend. You know, time is never enough as far as we're concerned. But if in the movie what they talk about is ultimately it's not time that's the bad guy, right? We often hear the saying, you know, karma's a bitch. Whenever I hear people say that, I always respond, karma's only a bitch when you are, like straight up. It is how we choose to use our time. It is how we choose to act in the world that ultimately determines what we get out of it. So it's not time that's a bitch. It's not time that's a problem. It's how we use it oftentimes that creates the the conflicts that we see. Um, I love it when Noble talks about this idea that space is recording us. It's recording our thoughts, it's recording our emotions, it's recording our activities, right? And I had a personal experience with that concept earlier this week, and I had to laugh like, oh, damn, there it is. So what, what we're talking about or, or what, what's being said in that, in that idea or in that concept is that every single year, right, is we're, 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 we're in this revolving door called a year, and it starts over January 1st and it ends December 31st, like clockwork every year. December 25th is Christmas, New Year's, your birthday rolls around, same thing every single year. And so what's happening is that oftentimes if you really sit back and look at and just that's the thing, right? We're always talking about know thyself. That's what we're here to do on the planet. This work is about knowing yourself. A lot of times we get distracted by everybody else's work, what somebody else ain't doing, what somebody else should be doing. Those things are distractions. The goal, the challenge is to really get to know yourself. Knowing self requires you to sit back and really observe yourself, not judge yourself, simply to observe yourself. And when you, when you can really sit back and do that, a lot of times what we'll find and what we'll begin to discover is, our patterns. A lot of us have patterns and habits that are so deeply ingrained in us, we don't even recognize that they're operating. So when you sit back and observe yourself, what you'll end up finding is that it's actually your patterns of thinking, your patterns of behavior that deliver the circumstances and experiences of your life, right? So what do I mean by that? Okay, um, Christmas time rolls around, right? And let's talk about the holidays, right? A lot of folks, especially in the conscious community, do not like the holidays. You know, these white men's holidays, and they make all of this money, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? So then you walk around for 
what, a two-month period, November through December, you walking around mad at the world, right? January 2. January 2. Happy Jew year. Yes. Valentine's okay. Day too. Don't dare yeah. you in February talk yeah. about love. Well, it is you gonna take it there. It's all year long because Easter coming up next, then Fourth right. of July coming up after that, right? So you walk around pissed off all year long because you have subscribed to the idea that you are inferior and being oppressed by someone. Someone is doing something to you, right? So the very subscription to that idea is what delivers your experiences. Um, oh, shoot. Neville Goddard, if you ever listen to him or read any of his books, he, he talks about this concept that your mind is a brilliant and wonderful servant that seeks to do nothing, nothing, but deliver to you the very things that you believe. Right, so you know, a lot of people have con- have a lot of conflict with that concept or idea because they think to themselves, "Well, why am I experiencing this, and why are black people going through such such and that?" You got to get to the core of the belief system, right? This is what we're dealing with today, Capricorn. We're dealing with the skeleton, right? And in 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 the in the Kabbalistic or the Hebrew tradition. Uh, Capricorn is associated with the stomach. We are talking about what is at your very center, what is at your very core. Many of us are running around very to what really exists there. So then we get surprised when we find ourselves in conflict with our families, you know, during the holiday season. You know, um, we find ourselves depressed and lonely and miserable and you drinking and getting into it with everybody, and, and you're not experiencing the, the the gifts and the happiness that are very much available to you at that time of year. It's a choice that you're making, right? So my point in saying all of this is that Capricorn requires us to get to the very core of ourselves, the very core of our experiences, right? Um, in, in the excerpt, it talked about you know, Saturn is, is, is going to expose a range of flaws that no one else sees. Oftentimes that no one else is also you. He puts you through the fire again and again, not to harm you, but to refine you. This is a very important concept. A lot of times, you know, we like to believe that God is only the good thing, right? God is only the $100 check that I received in the mail unexpectedly yesterday. God is only the sunshine and the flowers growing, right? We don't want to believe that God is the dead of winter when things are limited, when resources are limited, when it's raining every single day, when it's dark outside, when the, when the daylight is limited. We don't like to believe that those things are God. But it's a, it, it's a very... It's a very interesting and delicate it's, it's a very delicate balance god is god is balanced god is in the middle i always say that i was having a conversation earlier in the week with a friend who um i've just been walking through this 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 spiritual conversation with him 
And so um, we were just talking about basically what he was saying to me was that he feels this need to shut down, shut off his, his emotions because of the negative experiences that he's had in his life. And I thought that I thought that was so interesting. And what I said in response to that, I, I kind of I shared a story. I, I took my daughter with me. Uh, it wasn't last week. It was the week before last. Um, I took my daughter with me to the, to the Botanica, and I just needed to pick up some candles. But, you know, if you've ever been inside of one before, they have – you know, it's just magical tools in there. That's all. That's all it is, right? But, you know, typically they'll have skeletons and, and different things that, that represent, you know, death. But death is also transformation. And so, you know, my daughter, you know, she was just kind of looking around a little, you know, sticking real close to me. And then when we left, she was like, I was scared, Mommy, I said. And I I knew. I know her. I said, well, why why were you scared, baby? Because they had the they had the skeletons in there and that and that scared me. And what I said to her was, Well, baby, you gotta remember, God is also the things that scare us. If if not more so the things that scare us. This whole process, this whole human experience is about us evolving. It's about us being refined. It's about us becoming greater than who we were when we got here, right? And I always talk about it, you know, in the shows, this idea that we're we're born with gifts as well as challenges. Capricorn is the very concept that says if you are willing to face those challenges, if you are willing to face those fears, on the other side of that challenge will be the gift. Noble, I heard you say it on um, what's that MP3 you got? Um, Zodiac. Uh, what is you know it? What Zodiac talking. made easy. Zodiac made uh, easy. And on there, you say that. And matter of fact, you said it last week too. You said you like to call Jupiter Santa Claus. Well, I like to call Saturn Santa Claus. Right, and 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 it's fitting, right? Because Christmas is Capricorn season, Saturn, right? But if you think about it, uh, Santa Claus is either going to give you a gift, or he's gonna give your ass a lump of coal in your stocking, depending on whether or not you did your work throughout the year. That's why I like to call Capricorn Santa Claus. And I used to have this very strange sort of relationship with that time of year, right? And, and it's an experience that, that as I look around me, there are a lot of adults who, and, and, they, and, and if, you, if you look at studies about the winter time, which is also a part of the holiday season, during that time of year, people tend to get really, really depressed. It's associated with the lack of light during that season. But what Capricorn is calling you to do is to call on your inner light. Don't don't simply and solely depend on the outer light because what we're called to do is to remember that the light is also within us. I talk I've talked about this before. When I say my prayer, I, I, I do my meditation. I thank the God within me as who is the same as the God that exists all around me. So oftentimes in our humanity, we need to be reminded that the light is also within us. 
and we are called to strengthen, to cultivate the inner light. Because when we do that, it causes our light to shine brighter. And in doing so, we give permission to others to do the same. So, so Capricorn, you know, it, it really deals with this. It deals with, with you know, this this outer realm and other people. Because the last half of the zodiac, we're dealing with other people, but it also deals with who we are at the core. Capricorn wants to reveal to us our flaws, not mystic and no perspective. And it's funny because reading something recently. About how people typically Wait a minute, hold, hold, hold on, make your phone chopping. Uh oh, I'm sorry. In one place. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. Um Uh oh, hold on. You totally gone. Damn. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Damn, you don't want me to give a message today. I'm like <laughs> nothing. There you um, go. I was reading something, and I was I was amongst a group of friends at the time. But whatever it was that I was reading, it said that Capricorn is, like, typically the least likable sign. And I thought that was funny because me personally, I, I'm typically really drawn to Capricorns. My father is a Capricorn. My first love was a Capricorn. Like, I love Capricorns. But I can understand how people can be put off by the, the character of Capricorn because Capricorn wants you to be on your P's and Q's. Capricorn wants you to be disciplined, but the reason it wants you to be refined, the reason it wants you to be disciplined, the reason it wants you to be um, have structure and, 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 and it wants to test your endurance is for the sake of success. Capricorn is also the sign of outer success. It deals with your career. So when we, when we can – Fuse all of these different aspects together. When we confuse, and, and you know, I got an email, um, and shout out to Malore. Malore listens to the show every single week and typically gets in touch with me, if not every week, like every other week, and just will, you know, ask questions or give feedback uh, about the show. But she sent me some, some fantastic questions this week, or last week, I should say. One of the questions that she asked me was like, yo, you talked a little bit about how, you know, we we pick our parents, but but we forget, you know, that we agreed and why we agreed to come down here onto the planet. Why do you think that is? Why do we have to forget? You know, wouldn't it be much easier if we just came here with the memory of what our job or our task was? That's that's the key right there. That's the point. When we so so Capricorn and I know I'm bouncing all over the place. Y'all forgive me, please. So Capricorn's symbol or its glyph is the goat. Soon as I saw that, that immediately made me think of Baphomet, right? So Baphomet is known as is is also known as the Sabbatic goat, right? When you see this image, it's a freaky looking goat head, human body, weird. <laughs> symbols and shit on it, it scares most people. Most people, if you show them that symbol, well, I ain't messing with that. That's witchcraft. That's bad. That's dark shit. That's black magic, right? But the higher grades of consciousness, 
the higher dimensions, they want to, it wants to know who you really, not, not who you represent yourself to be, right? It wants to know who you really are. And a lot of times in our human experience, and especially in this modern age of technology and, you know, especially social media where you can present yourself to be whoever you want to present yourself to be, right? It doesn't have to be real. It doesn't have to be authentic. You can, you can make yourself to, out to be whoever you would like to be, right? So a lot of times we forget that you can't say that one of your characteristics or core values is courage, and you've never had to face any adversity. You can't say that you are an unconditional lover of humanity, but you've never been faced with the choice or the opportunity to see somebody's ugly side and have to love them in spite of it. We like to get caught up in the very convenient aspects of our humanity. We like to get real caught up in the, in the, in the easy parts of it. We don't want to deal with the, the tough parts of life. But the tough parts of life are, are the very things that give us value. You, if you've ever worked out before, ask a damn baby if growing feels good. Ask a baby if getting new teeth in their mouth, if bones and stuff stretching out. Ask a baby if that feels good. No. If you are a parent and you, you had a baby who's teeth before, you know that is hell. You know it. So this, nobody ever told you this process was going to be easy. But, but in direct proportion to how difficult it is, it's directly proportionate to how rewarding it will be in the end or on the other side of the obstacle. So Capricorn asks us to get very real with the substance of life. Life is not just about the roses and tiny Tim tiptoeing through the tulips. The very stuff of life, who we are, at our core, is defined by who we are in moments of adversity. And that's what Capricorn is talking about. No, but where you at? Yeah. 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 That's a good question. Um, You know, the process of reincarnation or the process of a seed, you know, having to be a seed before it can even become a tree versus just being a straight tree. You know, in this reality, man, um, process, I would call it, is just it's a necessary step. In human terms of it, um, you know, if you could really remember every single thing, like every single thing, every day of all of your life, it will drive you crazy. And um, I remember studying that part of the ego um, had its role in the sense of helping you forget because it keeps you safe. Because, again, too much information, whether it's these memories or just going through information, um, once you clog that thing called the hippocampus in your brain that's responsible for memory consolidation, then it's like a computer. It starts running slower and slower and slower, and your RAM, your random access memory, becomes it just becomes slow for you to function because you're plagued 
by these past memories that's just eating up valuable space in your mind. Now, there are some people, without a shadow of a doubt, who have proclaimed me not believe because anything's possible in this reality, um, who have been incarnated, especially spiritual masters, and in particular I'm talking about Yogananda, who could easily recall past life memories. There's a famous, very famous YouTube video um, by the little kid named, if I'm not mistaken, name is James Bird, and he was a World War II fighter pilot who, as a little kid, always been infatuated with airplanes, and he playing with these airplanes, and he told his mom, like, no, the daps are coming, and, you know, it was really real, and they investigated it, and and, and, and he had, uh, literally, they went out to sea, and you can see what he told them, the airplane crash, got in contact with a World War II person that was there in, in that particular, you know, squadron or whatever, and validated the story as well, you know what I mean? And, and, and it was just, it was tear-jerking, to be honest with you. It was very dope. So some of us do come in here with that particular memory. Or why we don't, it's just I would like to call it a process of evolution. So when Nikki's talking about the teeth and the bones growing and whatnot, it's a process. And I always said, you know, what, what the hell is the wisdom inside of wisdom teeth when you got to saw them bad boys out? So it's clear to me that the human species is in a process of trying to learn how to grow four teeth, four more teeth in your mouth, which, again, the teeth is connected to something called cranial nerves, and cranial nerves stem from your brain. So you're in the process of evolution right now. So this is why it becomes very, very imperative to pay attention to what you're learning to pay attention to how you're feeling, to pay attention because Saturn is, to a degree, judgment. This energy is considered exalted in the sign of Libra. Wait a minute, I thought Nikki and y'all said Capricorn and is, is, is Saturn's home. It is. But each planet has a vacation house, a home away from home, <laughs> a, a sign that it loves to be in, and it just throws a hell of a party when it's there if it's their own house, it's their second house. In a sense, so for Saturn, Capricorn is home, but its vacation home is over in Libra, and it makes sense. And what the ancients was doing, it was just silly. Really, uh, they was just uh, observing nature. So when we know when we get to the fall, six months from now, uh, in in September, the fall equinox, the sun appears for us. Like, wait a minute, nature is regression. Hey, regressing. Wait a minute, the, the leaves are falling off the tree. Things are turning brown and not vibrant and green anymore. Nature is starting to regress. So the sun, since sun gives us life force, the sun is weak in this position right here in Libra because where we're at on the earth, north of the uh, equator, light is about to start to decrease because the first day after fall, guess what? We technically have one to two more minutes of nighttime than we do to daytime because we're progressing into the dark parts of the season now. You see what I'm saying? So when the sun is in Libra, we consider this uh, just pretty weak right here because its energy is falling down. Nature has respond differently. But Saturn, it said, ah, I love it right here. I love this cold stuff. Because when we go to Capricorn, like Nick talked about, the beginning of winter, we know it's freaking freezing. Oh, I want to be out in this. You can't get, especially black folks, you, can't, you don't want to come outside in the winter, right? And it says, again, the sun appears to be at its lowest peak in the winter, 
But Saturn says, oh, I'll start this. So wherever it's cold at, that's what Saturn is at. And wherever it's hot and warm, that's kind of like where the solar energy is at. Hence this whole mythos and motif of Satan and the son of God fighting each other. You understand what I'm saying? And so the judgment takes place here. You have to be very, very um, careful, very responsible, because Saturn represents responsibility. Oftentimes, this guy has got the the bad rap, man. Ooh, Saturn, the Saturn return, and 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 you know, listen, man. Me and you say it all the time. It ain't it ain't Saturn you need to worry about, for real, for real. It's Mars. But but the principle that I'm gonna just gotta keep it real. Black folks don't have down is the Saturn principle of discipline, hmm. paperwork, take your time, the practicality of handling things, like the way we kind of handle stuff is, is we just real shot out. But I will say this, because America is a baby, a super-duper baby. And I, and I'm and when I say baby, I'm talking about we, we just now get an airplane and televisions and cell phones. But not too long ago, you know what I'm saying, we, you know, we were just, you know, keep it 100, 152 years ago. That, that was the end of slavery, just 152 years ago, 1865. <laughs> So we just we made hella progressions. Don't get me wrong, but humanity as a whole in itself, when you understand again wisdom teeth, the biology of man, the psychology of man, um, you know what I mean. We we're, we're babies in that aspect. But Saturn here represents for us to grow. Um, very interesting because this planet is the last one that you can see with the naked eye. So you can see Mercury, you can see Venus, you can see Jupiter, you can see Mars. You can see all of them with the naked eye, but they look like stars to your to you. That's what they look like. But some of these are really planets though. When you get past when you when you go past Saturn, you can't see Neptune. You can't see Uranus. You can't see Pluto. You can't see past Saturn. So that's why uh, another reason why it's the gatekeeper is because it's the seal of your visible spectrum of planetary light. Mm-hmm. You see? So it becomes super dope. Because when you understand what these planets represent, especially when you go past Saturn, um, Uranus, for example, which is next week Aquarius, and you start to get into this um, intuitive genius, intuition. Um, And Neptune, my favorite planet out of all of them, what I call transcendental consciousness, the ability to get information and perceive things without... um, receive things about this reality before it actually happens, right? Mm. That's what intuition is. I call it information from the divine world. Um, You can't get into those lofty subject matters until you pass Saturn, you see. So, you you know, this thing is really interesting because um, Saturn and Capricorn being the last Earth sign coupled with Taurus is supposed to be the first one. Um, Virgo is the second one. And then Capricorn is the last one when we go in in zodiacal order. You have to handle your business before you start getting off into this spiritual thing. Now, mm-hmm. my thing is this now. You can be, some of us are born with the gift. And I see a lot of people who pick it up part-time and play with it and becomes a fascinating hobby and then start to teach it. And information is information. I, I get it, but I understand that there, there, there's a huge red flag there. But my point is, you got to learn how to handle 
your business before you get to the 11th grade and the 12th grade because next week or the 11th grade, astrology, the science that we're talking about, and in 12th grade, which is transcendental consciousness, I don't need no damn astrology. I can just tell you by looking and you can receive the information via intuition. You can't get into this until you understand this principle right here. So let me turn gears a little bit because, you know, this is this is the sign of government. And I posed a question in the initial email, like, why don't we never have that conversation about God when Donald Trump in office? Why don't we don't never have that conversation about God when Mike Brown gets shot? Mm. And this government is supposed to be so oppressive. Where is God at then? And since this is Satan's world, and Satan is Saturn, so people like to say, um, and then, hold on, let me back up a little bit and, and, and catch me, Nick. Um, listen, all of these planets are a um, a mirror of a psychological process in your mind. If Saturn represents discipline, hard work, and success, damn it, that means you have to think about these things that, you know what, I'm a fashion designer. I need to get up. I need to handle this business. And congratulations to Nikki. Today's her last day at a regular job because she's dedicated herself full time into her passion. That's discipline. That takes a certain step to be able to do that, so you can acquire the success that you want, that you dream about. So this is an aspect of decision making that takes place. It ain't got nothing to do with an external planet messing with you. We do mm-hmm. not subscribe to that. I want to be clear about that. We don't subscribe to that. The planet represents all of them, a certain aspect of psychology. And the reason that I do love this outer science in this aspect, because we have the ability to go up into the future, whether it's the immediate future or far future, and say, you know what? Make some adjustments and start doing X, Y, Z because next month there could be some argument and some pressure. So start to deal with it right now Mm -hmm. because you can already identify it right now because if it goes unchecked, then it's going to be what we call that unconscious, meaning I'm not aware of the event that's going to take place that's going to kick it all off. And I always use the example he left the toilet seat up, and she's mad that she's sitting down in his piss, and she <laughs> rams on him, but it's really stemming from a whole nother situation. You feel me? So the external science, you know, women go through that, right? So the external science allows us to measure, and that's what Saturn is. Saturn deals with time. Mm-hmm. Time is nothing more than a measurement. So I'm a stickler on time. I'm one of them cats. I'm first in line. I'm just alpha like that. I I, I can't stand to be late. That bothers me if I'm late. Like, I don't play that. So time is a mental ability to properly measure your goal. That's all it is, whether you're going to the dentist, whether you're about to cash a check, whether you're going to the club. It is just a measurement for you to be able to properly constrict And when I say constrict, materialize your goal, my fault, and I'm going to be there, and bam, I'm there. You see what I'm saying? It's a very, very fun thing to do when you can master it like that. Um, All right, so 
don't get afraid, because a lot of people, and the reason I backtrack a little bit, because a lot of people get afraid of this particular planet right here. Ooh, Saturn the double when you Saturn return, and, and you know, all that kind of stuff, and it's just bogus, man. I, I watched Jay-Z make deals at 28 to 30 years old. I watched him come back around when he launched, hmm, maybe Rock Nation Sports, I think it was, when Saturn was in Sagittarius on his son directly. And, I'm, and I watched Oprah Winfrey catch a break at 28 to 30. I watched Birdman catch a break at 28 to 30. All right? Why, why, why ain't the Dow Jones falling down every 30 years or something if it's all like that? And this is – see, this is why people don't – and I can see why – but why people don't believe in this particular science is because sometimes we make it too hocus-pocus with the belief of, oh, Mercury retrograde don't buy nothing new, but damn it, Wall Street is still going up and winning. Because I study a, a certain period of retrogrades, a period of three years, three retrogrades a year, nine Wall Street periods where they went up. The Dow has always went up from its inception point. So is the retrograde really relative to the Dow? You understand what I'm saying? I watch Apple come out and, you know, bring out one of the iPhones doing this particular. No, they upgraded a new operating system and brought it out doing um, El Capitan doing the Mercury retrograde. Did El Capitan fall or did Apple create so much buzz and quality of customer loyalty that they are their own planet right now hmm. because they got everybody observing them? You see what I'm saying? So my point is all energy has a duality. You can just call it positive or negative. So what differentiates the two between the experience that you're going to have? And I always liken this with the astrology twin paradox is you can have twins, and I got twin, I got twin daughters. One died in the womb and the other didn't. So hmm. what's the difference between the two, man? I got twin cousins. One lived with his sister, and the other one got his own house and is married. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Right. So what's the difference? The difference is the choice that you make. Come on, right? That's Come the on, choice. That's, that's the difference right there. It's the choices that you make. I can find a failure in this chart and say this is likely to happen if you do this, and he can say, I don't care, I'm going to do it anyway. And then the other one can say, oh, I want to do this, and I'm going to get married, and they just feel in that vibe, and they do that, and they become successful. Anyway, you can find all of that is going to be there. So what's the difference? The choice that you make. So all of these planets are talking about different aspects of your consciousness. The fun part, again, is to be able to accurately foretell the future far as what is my physical environment has the potential to look like when this time gets here. That's amazing to watch that unfold and knowing that you already had a foreknowledge. You see what I'm saying? And um, I remember Lisa um, hit me up. The other day, and she, you know, and I told us at least to really have your options open and pay attention because you're gonna have a power player, very powerful person coming to your life. So she runs into a football player who's supporting her foundation with children and real estate. She Lisa called me personally. Um, no, not that one. Another, another one. Uh, um, another Lisa. And uh, then she called me and she told me she said, "I just had to tell you, but um, the brother asked me." I know what I can do for you. How many power players do you have in your corner? Because I know what I can do and bring to the table. He used the exact terminology that I gave her. You see what I'm saying? So the ability with the science is for you to 
be able to recognize and watch it unfold according to your will based yeah. off of the things you're thinking and the things that you're doing, okay? Yeah. Now, let me get off that tangent. So since that's clear, let's deal with government here because I asked a question about, um, you know, why don't we never interject God or inside of this celestial aspect? Now, Nick talked about the holidays and I had did a webinar, maybe I'll do it again um, sometime before, maybe mid-year. Um, well, what was it? It was dealing with something with the holidays. And basically I was showing you the divinity of the holidays and how you don't have to adopt the customs that the people were celebrating, but you better be doing something. Because, one, you got the day off anyway because you're working nine times out of ten, right? Are you definitely affected by it, even if you're an entrepreneur? You know, good and well, Mama's Day is Mama's Day, and, you know, your, your customer base ain't going to be there. Stop playing. So, anyway, these days are actually in alignment with certain celestial bodies, and there's a celestial influx of light at that particular time. So the United States government, when you want to deal with the big, bad boogeyman, let me switch gears and bring in another personality. Um, it's a guy who comes through by the name of Union Soldier. Okay, I want to be very clear. <laughs> Union Soldier is my dude. This is my man. Union Soldier is a representative of the Union Army. I want to be very clear about this. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to deal with slavery, we're going to have to accept the fact that – no other flag outside of the United States government flag came to get black people free. It wasn't no African flags. It wasn't no red, black, and green flags. It wasn't no Islamic flags. It wasn't no Moorish flags. It wasn't none of that. None of it. I'm just going to keep it 100. People don't like this. But bump it. We're talking about government. We've got to keep it really, really real. All right? Because we're dealing with, see, see, the thing with Saturn is in ancient times before they understood Uranus, Saturn has a co-rulership with Aquarius. So, therefore, by proxy, that means that Capricorn, Saturn, I can talk about the revolution because Aquarius is revolution, and that's Abe Lincoln, the Aquarian, who was the creator of the Union Army that got black folks free. In fact, we're coming up April 9th, celebrate this. You know, April 9th. And excuse my French, Union soldier says that bitch-ass surrender day, talking about General Robert Lee. General Robert Lee was the one who was the main general for the Confederate Army that said, no, I'm willing to die to keep these niggers as slaves. Let's just keep it 100. That's what it's talking about, right? And so they flew the Confederate flag. Their hometown or capital was Richmond, Virginia. This is how they got down, Mississippi. Florida, all them down south, Alabama, all them. You know who I'm talking about. When 15 states wanted slavery, all right? And that's how they was rolling. So, therefore, listen, Abe Lincoln, the north, went down south and smashed these boys. These boys wanted you so bad that they started coming up north, up into Michigan, up into the northeast corner, Boston, and they were they were dressed like, you know, regular people looking for you to kidnap you back and bring you back down south. You got to really look at the iron. You got to really pay attention to this because we're talking about government and what has taken place on this particular landmass, right? Now, speed it up because it ain't – this is the thing, man. I'm not going to say it was never – obviously, there was a group of people conspiring against you. 
But a modern-day conspiracy against you inside of the government, that's not, uh, that's not the Abe Lincoln government and flag that, that, we, that we represent. I am telling you, when they fly that flag and have this kind of behavior, that's called Confederate behavior. In other words, Confederates masquerading around like they are a Union soldier, and they are not. Your behavior towards black folks particularly, or what we would call, I don't like to use the term minority, but since y'all know what I'm talking about, if you're outside of the white thing and you got this issue through politics and, and justice system and things of that nature, you're a confederate. I don't care, I don't care about you rocking the, 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 the red, white, and blue. You're really a confederate. You understand what I'm saying? But when you look at the history, because the truth of the matter is you couldn't fly a confederate flag when General Grant on a $50 bill was around. You couldn't do that. We smashed that. We roll on that. So Mississippi getting away with that right now. You feel me? But you can't do that. So anyway, I just wanted to say this little piece when you understand something, because I did put something in that email that talked about, well, what's the Masonic secret, right? Because we want to talk about government. You got to understand the power of this place. And let's start with, you know, let's go back and deal with the origin. Of, of 1776 and why they made the declaration and we talked about this on the cancer show which is the opposite show of you know uh show number four where we at right now the divine mother show as we into the divine father aspect with saturn means we got to step up to the plate and father simply means we have to take the initiative everybody is a father and a mother Everybody, if you don't care what your gender is, you're a father and a mother. Because father, masculine, principle means take the initiative. That's all it means. So we got to take the initiative to do something. So the United States started when the alignment of Sirius and the sun and the earth were in a perfect alignment and they made their declaration. Now you got to ask yourself, again, especially you African-loving folks, right, rich history, these are we building pyramids pointing up to stars. For what? We build in chambers talking about this is the chamber of Isis, and it was aligned with Sirius. And when Sirius makes this helical rise in around August something, the Nile started to flood, and we have all this great, you know, civilization and all this food and time. And then, you know, we have all this greatness. So if the sun is in front of this particular star in a perfect alignment around July the 4th, and we've been practicing uh, and recognizing this, recognizing this in African spirituality for thousands of years, taken to the Dogon, they go so far and tell you, listen, the whole earth was seeded from Syrian beings. So far they take it, right? How is it that the idea and the knowledge got over into the new world called the United States of America? When I say new world, I want to talk. I'm talking about the European mindset that said, let's create the government. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. Inside of this newly found government, what happened was you had clear, it was clear, you had two ideologies. Today you call it Republicans and Democrats. Don't fall for that crap. Either you're a Confederate or you're down with the Union. That's the real deal. We can talk like that. Well, this country, we, we, we can just get it on and we can get to the solution. Is it gonna, do we need to go to Gettysburg again and have a part two? Or are y'all niggas y'all good down there? You know what I mean? We, we can just really we make it clear. We gotta get we gotta get a, a real understanding and we gotta get real comfortable in these conversations about history. I love what you just said, Noble. Don't get caught up in that Republicans and Democrats shit. Because the truth is, even though most black folks right now would identify with being uh, being Democrat, 
before it ends, we was Republicans. That's right. So you Republicans who got you free. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely correct. And the, Dem- the Democrats was the Southern boys who had you as slaves. Come on. Yeah, with the advent of so Nixon and, and that turn, that's when, you know, yeah, yeah, we turned. When JFK came, we made a turn, and rightfully so. Shout out to JFK. I said, you know what I'm saying? He, um, you know, JFK, he did something that was the bomb. He, he, His brother, Robert Kennedy, was the attorney general, and um, George Wallace, who was the was the Alabama governor who was rolling with the KKK at that particular time? Super racist. Alabama was the last school to integrate um, their colleges, right? So they was they was all for segregation all day, and um, they wouldn't let Viva um, what was it Vivian Malone and um, this other guy James Hood. They wouldn't let them in to the Alabama University, and they had the state police patrol cops was there, local cops was there. And he was like, nah, niggas, y'all ain't getting up in here. Y'all tripping. I don't give a damn what the new federal law is. So JFK told his brother Robert, he said, man, send send, send the National Guard down there under General Graham and tell the governor he's been removed of his post to step aside. In other words, if you don't, then I'm about to have the National Guard arrest you. See, the National Guard and the federal government came at the advent to smash slavery, man. The whole government is your government, B. It's yours. And see, this is why the young generation ain't rocking with that back to Africa shit. I just got to call it for what it is. No, ain't nobody feeling that. Today, today. And now, ain't nobody feeling that shit. You like it so much, get your ass on that boat that some of no, some people didn't envision themselves on anyway at the advent of Donald Trump and go. What's stopping you? Go. Go build. Go stop them from defacing everything on the Sphinx because over here in the land of milk and honey, there's things to do called great success, and everybody knows it, and everybody is a part of it. So we got to really grow up real fast. So the government in this advent is our government. See, we got to really look at that, conspiracy or chicken shit. If it was a conspiracy, we could have just we, – we say this all the time, me and Jew, listen, man. You niggas could have just stayed slaves, and we just could have transported you up north and handcuffed you to the machines called, the, you know, the northern industrialization. Why let you get free and get houses and get credit? And now fast forward it 100, not even 200 years, 100 odd years later, now you buying stadiums and you buying streaming companies, and you controlling artists, and you controlling media. You got your own television. You got your own everything right now. Oh, brother, because that's just a trick. Man, listen, that is such a defeated mind state that it must. I'm telling you, that's a sickness. That Come is on, let's talk sickness. about this defeated mind That is a sickness. Stay away from poor, righteous teachers. Because the moment that you have to see yourself poor, the moment that you have to see yourself in a tiny home, and I've done this shit myself, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. I'm telling you, you got to cut it. So, cut it out. as we can see, we have to understand how did we get, how did the ideas of the formation of this country being a great alignment of the last great empires that stood, 
right? And we take it back to this Egyptian African thing. It's because the spirit of the creator and the spirits of those natures is the one giving these white boys the idea since she wasn't in the position of power called being a slave. Somebody had to become the custodian of the information. I always could identify with that Moorish history that says, you know what? The Moors initiated European masonry, masons because they understood, or black folks understood, that they was about to lose power. So, therefore, they initiated certain masons into secret orders and to, to build and wait till we come up again. And then when I look at the advent of Mr. George Washington, and I'm going to tell you, spirit always reveals itself in your world cultural expression. Always. And I mean always, right? When I look at Rick Ross, the boss, right, who has a tattoo of Abraham Lincoln on his right titty and uh, and, and, and George Washington over his heart on his left titty, I said, and he's an Aquarius, and I said, well, this nigga didn't figure it out, right? Because, see, George Washington, who you can say had slaves. Now, you got to look at this. He had slaves, right? But why would he employ Benjamin Banneker, a black man, and say, you know what, design Washington, D.C.? If it was so hostile like that, why didn't he say, I don't care who you are, nigga. In fact, you ain't an astronomer. You about to be a slave again. I'm about to make you a slave because I can, and I don't like you, nigger. But that wasn't the case. That was not the case. That's that what history shows. So my point is, when I start looking into this, Nick, that I said, oh, I get it. You see, without me going into the whole Masonic thing, the Masonic, they had Masonic rifts, big wars, man, that took place. And the truth of the matter is the Scottish Rite Freemasons or black Masons, information coming up through here to start to get the secret order together because the government itself was divided among in the original 13 colonies, you had people who wanted no slaves called the North and people who wanted slaves called the South. This is a fact. I did a whole presentation on this. I'm telling y'all the truth. I want y'all to Google the Philadelphia Convention, also known as the Constitution Convention, uh, in 1789, if I'm not 1789. They had a conversation about slavery. Because remember, slavery ain't up until 1865. So in 1789, they're having a conversation about this newfound government. We just won our independence from England, and we're going to have to do away with this slave stuff. In the South, such as South Carolina, such as North Carolina, Virginia, they're like, what y'all talking about? We get money off these slaves. Ain't nobody giving this up. Y'all tripping. And then they said, okay, I'll tell you what. That's when they came up with the three-fifths compromise because the South was like, yo, I don't want these to be 100% people because if they be 100% people counted on our on, on our um, what they call it on our census, then they'll overrun us and outnumber us inside of government. So that came, but we can't make them 100% property because now the new federal tax is going to start taxing us. So let's make them three-fifths. And, 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 and this, inside that conversation, I promise you, it is on the record book. The South was told, y'all going to stop doing this slavery thing, especially importing and exporting, bringing them in and kicking them out, and sipping them out. Y'all going to stop this in 20 years from this date. Slavery is going to stop. And that became a problem. Now in the early 1800s come, and we got barbary wars, we got these wars going, and they got an extension past that because the Civil War didn't kick off until 1861. So what I'm telling y'all is this, man. 
this, because we're dealing with Saturn, we're dealing with you have to step up and be responsible within your government. And I ain't telling you to run for political office. If that's your thing, do so. If you want to create your own within this, do so. Know the parameters of what you're dealing with. But what I am going to say is, listen, we have to step up to the plate entirely right here. When you understand the position of the 10th house in the sky, let me be clear, where is that for you? It's called the south part of the sky, the southern part, also known as the meridian, also known as 12 noon, where the sun is at around 12 noon, 12.30, 1 o'clock, depending what time of year, when the sun is at its highest peak throughout the day, that is the southern portion of the sky, okay? This area of space represents career, ambition, and success. If you're born, make it personal, if you're born with energy in the 10th house, meaning the southern portion of the sky, you have a tremendous responsibility to the public because the 10th house is the public. All can see you because the sun appears at its highest height. All right? So listen, man, get rid of the conspiracy I remember Bobby Hemmings said it's so, so great. The only conspiracy is to make you think it's a conspiracy. And I remember Ju said this. He said, <laughs> if this is a conspiracy, he said, this is the slowest cooking rotisserie I've ever seen. What's taking so long to pull the trigger and put me in a concentration camp? Why are you, you – you know how much education you have to do to your grandchildren, and now we're making babies faster than them, and then you got to hope you can't let them listen to our music because then they're going to become like us and have sympathy for us. They become like a Kardashian and an Am- and Amber Rose. Shout out to my daughters of the union. You know what I mean? Like, like no, nah, man, it ain't adding up. And we fell for that, and it was cool at the point of initiation – at the at our little entered apprentice degree to get the shock of initiation to say, hey, you know what? Something is wrong. The Bilderbergers, the the the, the, the Rothschilds, and all that. But I'm gonna tell you, and I come off the gas with this. I'm gonna tell you the illest thing that you can ever do, which in this reality, with with the so-called Illuminati, because we're talking about government and bafflement, right? You scared of that goat? Listen, the spirit world showed you with Jay Z. I wrote an article on this. And I said, is God smart enough to say, you know what, you can kill Fred Hampton. And on the day that Fred Hampton died, that same day, Jay-Z was born. And Jay-Z said it in a rap. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton died. Mm. He said it. Real niggas just multiply. He said it. Now, here's Come a on. Here's a question. Come on. If you can't kill spirit and you believe in God, is God, because he can bring up Jesus and make him come back, can God say, you know what? You killed the revolutionary Fred Hampton, but I know what I'm going to do now. I'm going to morph that spirit and put him in this body called Sean Carter, and we're going to take over through corporate excellence, motherfucker. We're going to ball out of control. I'm going to give him the baddest wife. I'm going to give him, I'm going to bless him a thousandfold and make him a billionaire couple in a time in the future where it's going to be absolutely formidable. I mean, it's going to be absolutely permissible. Huh? Could that have happened? It's just a question. And I'm going to tell you, absolutely. The creator is, an, is, 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 is able to do all things. So what did Jay-Z do? He said, I'm Hove, I'm going to take your Jewish God and your Bible, your white man God, the white man is God. We'll take that white man God, 
No, 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 no. He took it and said, my name is Hove. Okay? He took it. And then he said, my company is Rockefeller, who say is the first billionaire on record like that, right? So they took it, and it became something major, and it's successful, and it fits him. He took it. He embodied the spirit of a Rockefeller. Now, come off the gas with this. And then he got a guy rolling around with him named Jay Electronica, who rolls with Minister Farrakhan in the Nation of Islam. You see Jay Electronica that rolls with Nation of Islam. It, is, it ain't no secret about that. He goes, and he, he he's mingling with Kate Rothschild, a Rothschild, Illuminati, Bilderberger, Trilateral Commissioner, you know, the Rothschild, and her husband, who's a Jew, breaks up with her and says, I don't like your relationship with this nigga. I think y'all doing something. And guess what? Jay Electronica is alive. He's still rapping. He's still doing what he want to do. He went and actually broke up a Rothschild empire, a family. He broke up their family, and this man's still alive. So is it a conspiracy like that, man? Or are we just chicken shit, man? Ooh. <laughs> oh, we know, boo. You know you pissed with some folks off today, right? Oh, man. You don't care. You don't even care. You don't even care. You said some. you said some shit today. So... I, I, I want to speak to a few different things. Um, you know, I know that a lot of what Noble just got done talking about, especially as far as it concerns government, as far as that concerns and intersects with, with, with race and class, this is a touchy subject for a lot of us. But here's a question that we have to ask ourselves. If God is real and God is, exists, right, and especially from the perspective of the, the, the black narrative, right, Africans in America, African-American narrative, whatever you want to call it, why has God not put it into it, right? Why has God not stepped in and said, you know what, this is unjust, this is not fair, I'm stepping in, y'all got to stop treating these niggas like this, right? Why has God not done that? And I spoke to it briefly on a previous show. What we have to understand is that Earth itself is a living, breathing, evolving creature. Be very clear about that. So when we ask the question of, well, why do we come down here and we forget, right? Most of us, we forget when we come down here. We forget what our purpose is. We forget why we chose to come down here again, right? Why Why all of the illusion? Why the whole maze? Why all of the confusion? Here's what we have to understand. Earth itself is governed, Capricorn, Saturn, Earth itself is governed by its own unique set of laws. This is a fact. Earth don't give a fuck how you feel about that. This is a fact. Okay. In this same conversation of dealing with Capricorn, Capricorn sometimes can come off as an asshole. And y'all, please forgive me today because I, I know my mouth is a little, I got a potty mouth today. I have a potty mouth all the time, but I try to keep that in check. But if your ears are sensitive today, please forgive me. Me and Noble having fun today because 
we all get caught up in, in this emotional, oh, the government is doing this to us, this defeated-ass personality. We don't get caught up in that, right? So we haven't found the day in this conversation because we, we understand what's really going on here. We understand that we made an agreement to come down here in a specific body, as a specific social class, specific race, specific gender, a very specific experience that we agreed down here, we agreed to come down here and solve a particular riddle. We got to get comfortable with that. Like, we, we got we to grow up, right? I just talked about it earlier. My daughter, you know, I'm scared, mommy. No, and, and, and she's three, so she can be scared. But at some point, we have to grow up and understand that we were sent down here to do a very specific job. I love that Noble just spoke to the fact that Jay-Z was born on the day that Fred Hampton was killed. That's a, that's a very interesting concept. Noble also just got done saying, you cannot kill spirit. You can't do that. So when we understand that concept, what we then begin to understand is that all of these experience, experiences, good, bad, or indifferent, are designed for a very specific purpose. Get in line with the planet. Get in line with the universe. Get in line with these laws, and you will, you will, you will experience the ease that comes along with ultimately what is, what is overstanding. So that's that's why me and No, I can sit here like and listen to Noble going off on his, in his union union soldier personality and going off on some shit. And it's funny to me, it's not offensive. But what I said what I said earlier in the week when I saw Noble's notes about what we would talk be talking about this week, I said we're gonna piss some folks off this week because many of us, especially Black folks in America, are very much married to this very defeated persona, this very defeated experience, this very defeated reality of what it means to be black in America. Right. And and, and the, 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 the Moorish history, the Moorish perspective, right, a lot of folks get turned off by that because what that really does is it, 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 it puts the responsibility on us. I love Moorish history. I love the Moorish perspective because when you, if you can allow yourself to really step into that and begin to study that and, and, and divorce yourself of your um, woe is me, divorce yourself of your um, very defeated, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm driving to somebody just ran me, almost ran me over. Um, if we can divorce ourselves of that and become very practical, Capricorn, become very disciplined, discipline our emotions, and get present with what is really going on. Why are we experiencing these things? Then we can start to get to some solutions, right? No, we're talking about this, 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 uh, this prosperity investment group, right? Yes, we can be cognizant. We can be aware of what the issues are. But the question 
beginning is, are you mature enough? Are you brave enough to step outside of the victim mentality that says somebody's doing something to me? White people are not being nice to me. They're not letting us into their club. Boo-hoo. If you can step outside of that and get present with what's really going on, with the riddle that you're actually being asked to solve, then we can, we can move on. We can advance and stop having the same fucking conversation for the past hundred years. Sure. Right? we we got to really understand that. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Back to this concept of why do we, what, what, what is all of the confusion about down here? Why do we have to forget when we come down here? We have to remember, Earth is a living, breathing, evolving being. So just as much as we are trying to grow and evolve as human beings, the Earth is doing the same freaking thing. We, I think it was the last show that Noble t- spoke to it. We are lining up with Sirius. So along with that, to whom much is given, much is required. Peggy is the head that wears the crown, right? And Noble spoke to it earlier. As black folks in America, we're not in touch with this requirement to be disciplined, this requirement to have to be responsible for ourselves. We want everybody else to take responsibility for us. I saw somebody post on social media, it was some time ago, but a friend of mine who is very active in the community, very much about, you know, black folks and this whole thing, right? And I think I spoke to it before, but I had to bring it up again. He had apparently organized like a community cleanup day or some stuff like that, right? So he's on social media patting himself on the back because he organized some, some folks in the community to clean up their own fucking mess. And, that, and that, was, that was baffling to me, right? And I look around myself like, and, and, and I hope we're not too far out of touch with folks and being presumptuous about folks' experiences. But if you, if you grew up in the hood, I grew up in the hood of hoods, but if you grew up in the hood, what you begin, if you can really, if you can step outside of your victim uh, mentality, if you can step outside of your defeated, somebody did this to me and this is why I'm like this mentality, and you can step back and, and genuinely, lovingly observe yourself, and I say lovingly because it's not about judging yourself, it's simply about making the observation. If you can do that, what you'll begin to find out is that, and and Noble spoke to it in the notes for the show, if we have certain ties and bonds to each other around culture, around music, is it possible, excuse me, is it possible that we have those same ties when it concerns class and poverty? I say absolutely. When I look around, when I look around my community, when I look around any hood in Hoodville, USA, the characteristics of those communities are very much the same. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of trash around on the streets and shit. But who put that trash on the streets? You did. 
come in here and litter up your fucking streets, you did that shit. And you know why you did it? You did it because you have a very poor vision of your own self. Y'all, don't get me too wild up over here today. Sister. You have sister, a very that, poor vision of your that's own self. Which is, that's systematic oppression, sister. Damn that. You did that. Ain't nobody coming in here junking up your communities. And then in the post, my homeboy who, who organized the community cleanup day, he like, oh, well, since the, since the city won't do it, I guess we got to do it ourselves. you fucking right, you do. At what point do we take responsibility for ourselves? Most of these arguments that I hear that, that black folks having gripes with white folks about what they doing, ultimately the conversation is, Food, they not letting us into their club. I just want a place in the club. Can you let me in? And you go home and crying about some shit that they set up for themselves. Why won't you do the same thing for yourself? That's the real question. And you won't do it because you have a poor vision of yourself, your family, and your community. That's the straight truth. That is why we experience, we have this fucked up ass experience down here. What is at the core? What do you really believe about yourself as a people? What do you really believe about your women? What do you really believe about your men? That's the real question. And until we deal with that, our lot in this experience is not going to improve because we're busy getting caught up in the distractions of what somebody else is doing to us and what they won't do for us. They won't come and clean up our community. Do it your damn self. And when you take responsibility for yourself, that is something that nobody else can take away from you. Forgive me. Y'all forgive me. I'm, I'm worked up over here. I'm getting worked up over here. We've got to get really, really present with that. Have we ever really asked ourselves, like, damn, this has been going on for hundreds of years across the planet. Across the planet. Why? And where is God in this experience? We have to understand this planet is governed by certain laws. It doesn't care about how we feel about it. Don't care. We've got to get present with those laws, and we've got to get in line with those laws. We do. This is a fact. And at what point are we going to understand that God is not moved by our human experience? That's why God created humanity, because God is limited in its ability to experience emotion, to have human experiences. I heard a brother speak to it before, and what he said was, you don't call on God for help with your human experiences. You call on your ancestors for that shit. And you call on your ancestors for that because your ancestors have been here before. They've experienced humanity, so they have more compassion for your experience. You look at any movie about, about, uh, uh, um, other um, about like angels, and it will tell you City of Angels with Nicolas Cage is an old movie. He did not have the ability to feel or experience. He had to fall down to humanity 
in order to have that experience. We got we got to get real clear about what's going on down here. We got to, and it's funny. It's funny because this experience of so-called depression, this experience of so-called conflict, what is really created in us as a people is a sense of entitlement. An entitlement that says, I should be wealthy, I should have equality, I should have X, Y, and Z, and therefore the expectation that somebody is supposed to hand it over to you. We gotta get out of that shit. We have to. Look at look at look at look at the Jewish community. Whether whether you agree that the Holocaust actually happened, whether you agree that they're the actual original Jews Whatever your subscription to the idea or the history of that particular culture is, it doesn't fucking matter. When you look at that particular group of people who, by the way, in their own culture and their own and their own tradition, they have more holidays than any other group of people. They are also considered to be the most successful group of people on the planet. Hello, there's got to be a connection there. When you look at that group of people and they talk about the Holocaust, they talk about their downtrodden experience, they're not glorifying that shit. They're using that shit as a form, as a tool to evolve themselves. Because we were here, we know what it's like, and we don't want to go back there. And as a people, we get offended when we hear that, right? Because a lot of times, you know, throughout different political conversations, they'll try to compare the black experience with the Jewish experience. And black folks get offended by that. How dare they use their their adversity to evolve and grow? But they've used it to empower themselves. And it's not until we step outside of our emotions around all of this stuff and, 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 and be clear, because it can get a little bit confusing, because y'all will hear us say emotions are wonderful, you need your emotions, you got to use them, and that is absolutely a fact. But be clear, your emotions are not intended to rule you. You rule. You have to be present with your core. So yes, when I when I say we gotta step outside of our emotions, our emotions they have a purpose. We need our emotions, but they should they drive your entire life and intention, especially the ones that that are that are negative. Absolutely not. There's a and I said this. I had the same conversation with a friend of mine earlier in the week. There's a big difference between reacting and responding. Both of them stem from emotion, but one of them stems from a place of power, and the other one stems from a place of defeat. Reaction says, somebody did something to me. I'm mad. I want to tear somebody's face off. Response says, I'm present with how I feel about this. I'm present with what part of my body that experience hit me in. It made me feel this way. I can acknowledge and be aware of that. However, on the other end, 
I am still in control of my actions. So there's a sense of responsibility that we have to get to if we want to get to this next level, if we want to get beyond this struggle. Because the struggle is real for many of us. But if we want to get beyond that, we have to be willing to step past the narrative. And what I see happening around me is that a lot of us are actually married to the struggle. We are married to this defeated-ass narrative. And and I'm going to give one last point, and and hopefully this will illustrate exactly what it is that I'm talking about. And I know I'm going to piss some folks off with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. When we talk about this defeated personality, this defeated sense of self, this defeated experience of a black man in America, a black woman in America, right? We've got to be very about that subscription. Let's go back a few episodes. And we talked about the heart, right? Noble, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Good. Okay, I'm just making sure. So we talked about the heart and the vibration that the heart gives off. It's a a resonance. It's a frequency, right? And we talked about how that resonance or frequency is a magnet for the experiences that we have down here on the Good, bad, or indifferent, it don't matter. Your resonance is what's attracting your experiences to you. So what do you think happens when your resonance is defeat? What do you think happens when your resonance is inferiority? What do you think happens when your resonance is inadequacy? Your wonderful mind that is a slave to you will seek out opportunities to prove that very ideal to you. This is a fact. So when I look at it, and especially now over the past few years with the combination of social media and social media being really responsible at this point for illustrating, because it's been going on, let's be clear about that. But social media has been very prevalent in illustrating the problem of police brutality in our community, right? We've always known it's been happening. We've always known that, you know, there's this game of of, of, of cowboys and Indians going on in every hood build USA, right? We've always known that. But social media has really magnified the lens that people are really able to view that experience. If you don't, if you didn't live in the hood before now, you don't really know about that issue or about that problem, right? So social media, in that way, it, it, it's, it's very much a gift at the same time. It was a couple of years, was it last year or the year before that the brother got got shot, got popped, like right in front of his fiance or his girlfriend, right? And they were literally, like, circulating the video of that shit. I never looked at that video. Fuck that video. Straight up. Fuck that video. Because what it does when we feed into that, 
And see, a lot of us, we get caught up in, well, if I don't look at it, then I'm not acknowledging what's going on in my community. Then I'm not, I'm not down. I'm not, you know, we think that that ties us and, and, and validates our authenticity to our community. It does not. It puts you back into that defeated ass, inferior ass, nigga. It, it puts you back into that same, it, it, it marries you back to that same mentality. That's why I never watched that video. I kept hearing about it, but I never watched it. It would come up on my timeline. I never watched it. So there's the gift and the curse of social media. While, yes, it does put a lens to something that needs to be solved, something that needs to be spoken to, at the same time what it can do is it can overinflate it, right? And then people become obsessed with it. And we keep watching the video over and over and over and over again. I ain't even seen the new roots. Fuck that. I ain't even seen the new uh, Underground. What is that the series with um, Journey Smollett from, um, from uh, East Bayou? I think it's called Underground. I ain't watching none of that. I'm not doing it. And guess what? And I told my daughter's father this. Dolly is not allowed to watch Roots when she comes of age. If she want to watch it when she becomes an adult, fine. But we are not indoctrinating that narrative into her psyche. That narrative becomes a problem for us, people. It becomes a problem for us, family. It does. Guess what it's called? It's called a police magnet. Let's deal with that today. The prevalence of police in our community, especially to the extent that they abuse our community. And we can speak to it, and and it's a fact that this is a problem, because you can go into any other community. There's a kind of, I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from Oakland, to be specific. If you go to Oakland and you go to Chinatown in Oakland, guess what the police look like in Chinatown? They look like the people of that community. When I go to my my job up in Montclair, up in the hills, very, very prominent community up in Montclair, guess what the police look like up there? They look like that community. But when you step into our community, there's a very interesting dichotomy that goes on there. The police don't look like us. They don't relate to our experience. They don't understand our, our language and communication. These things create problems in our communities. It's a fact. It is a fact. Now, Nikki, what you talking about, a police magnet? Well, I'm sorry to say, family, but that inferiority complex, that inadequacy complex that we subscribe to, we ain't talking about whether or not other groups of people believe in it or subscribe to it. We're talking about whether or not you subscribe to it. And I can see very clearly the fact that we subscribe to these ideologies and theories because of our experience. The fruit is the result of the seed. And I can see the seed in this thing. I was speaking to a friend. I was out with, I was with a friend of mine. And I discovered a couple of years ago that there is a a chip inside of us as black folks in America. That chip is a magnet. That chip is called the police magnet. 
our subscription to the theory, the idea that we are inferior, that we are inadequate, that we are defeated, the subscription to that ideology is what attracts these very abusive relationships that we have with authority, whether we're calling it the government, whether we're calling it the IRS, whether we're calling it the police, because of the fact that we have not taken responsibility for ourselves, somebody else then has been placed in a position of guardianship over us. So, yes, they send the police to our communities to, 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 to parent over us and make sure that we behave in ourselves and we act right. This is a fact, family. This is a fact. I have seen it in action. But at the same time, what we also do is, because, you know, it, it gets a little murky. It's like, well, Nikki, are you saying that we only experience these things because we're not responsible for ourselves or we're not responsible in general? Well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying, too. What I'm also saying is that because we as a people, because we as individuals believe that niggas ain't shit, because we believe that, like, we, here's the secret, family. Here's the real secret. Because of our indoctrination, because we keep watching these doggone police shooting videos, and we watch them over and over again, these things become a part of our psyche. They become a part of our experience. And so because we keep feeding into, we keep investing in it, with our energy, with our attention, we have to experience it over and over and over again. I was out with a friend of mine, and this was this was a couple of years ago. This brother, and, and at this time, I had just discovered that I had just discovered the police magnet. I had just discovered it, and I, I want to share this story with y'all so I can kind of illustrate. This, this dynamic that happens because it's very, very interesting. So I'm out with my homeboy. We just chilling. And this brother has a four-way search clause. So what does that mean? means he's been to prison before, and now that he's out, right, he cannot come into contact with the police. If he does come into contact with the police, don't matter what he's doing, whether or not he's in the wrong, none of that matters. On site, he's going to get searched by the police, period, dot, end of the story, right? So we are chilling, and for whatever reason, somebody calls the police, right? We just out here chilling. We ain't, really, we ain't up to nothing too bad, right? And somebody calls the police. Police show up, right? Now, I had already discovered the, the cop magnet, and I turned my, I, I, matter of fact, fuck turning it off, I excited it and threw that shit away. I got rid of mine a, couple, a few years ago, family, okay? Now, as soon as the police show up, this brother is, like, shaking in his boots. Now, me being me, and because I have a, I have a, because of my intuition, because of my understanding of these laws, of what's really, really going on down here. It was funny to me. I'm like, oh, shit, the police here, right? Police come up, right? Now, 
the officer in charge comes up to my window like, ma'am, I'm so sorry to have to bother you. You know, can I see your license and registration? He, this dude is, like, profusely apologizing to me. This is two white officers, family. Two white officers. The one in charge, he's apologizing. I'm so sorry to have to do this, but, you know, we're just, we're just doing our job. We're just out here. You know, can I see your license and registration? I'm Charlie. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Hand him my stuff, boom, 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 right? So, of course, they ask for the license, and, you know, they want to see identification for the other person in the vehicle, which was my homeboy. He he must have pissed on himself. He had to, right? So he hands them, you know, his, his, his ID, and, of course, automatically his search, his search clause comes up. Police search him, the whole thing, right? Now, if I'm being totally transparent here, family, and I'm being totally honest, I'm going to tell the story in its full authenticity because I want y'all to understand what's really going on here, right? So we out, we chilling, a little bit inappropriate, had been drinking, right? Now, for all intents and purposes, right, the police could have, you know, known that we had been, you know, we had been drinking or we had been partying or whatever. But for whatever reason, here's this cop totally apologizing to me. He feel bad for having to pull me over, right? So they search, they search my homeboy, pat him down, do the whole thing, right? He is just absolutely certain he finna go to he finna go to jail, right? And I'm just like, whoa, what's finna happen, right? I'm I'm just I'm a, I'm amazed by the experience because what I've come to understand is that God is in all things, y'all. A lot of times we only want to attribute God to the good experiences, but what I've learned to do is to get excited. When there is conflict or controversy, because I want to see God show out. I want to see it. So they get done patting him down. They get done searching him or whatever, and they're like, okay, you know, and the officers, you like, you know, everything is fine, ma'am. Again, I'm, I'm so sorry to have to have done this to you. You know, we just got called out here, and we just got to go through the protocols. I'm, I'm so, so sorry, right? Now, the brother, he's looking at me like, what the hell is going on? Why is this man apologizing to you? So, you know, I start up the car, and we pull off, and we go back about our merry way, and I'm just cracking up laughing. and I just turn to him and say, you ain't never seen no shit like that before, huh? And he was like, what was that? But what I began to illustrate to him was that it was a subscription to an ID. Had he been in the car with somebody else, he probably would have went to jail that night, y'all. He probably would have, straight up, he would have. But lucky for him, he was in the car with me. And I had removed my magnet. And by that, what I mean is I've come to a point of understanding my own autonomy. I've come to a point of understanding that, you know what, this whole narrative this whole inferiority thing, this is all an illusion. It's an illusion. And when we can get present with that, when we can get present, and, 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 and back to what I was saying, Earth itself is governed by its own unique set of laws. 
earth itself has its own karma to pay back. It's called humanity, right? So when we begin to understand that, what we also learn is that earth is also governed by a sense of illusion. When we can reveal and, and, and tear back the layers of that illusion and get to our real authentic selves, our real authentic selves are not limited by black in America. It's not limited by class level. It's not limited by gender. It's not limited by I grew up having a, a, a negative experience in my childhood, so I'm just defeated, and this is my lot in life, so I just got to take it. When we can wake up to the reality of what humanity is here to do, when we can wake up to the reality of what we are sent here to do as individuals, what is your calling? What is your purpose? What are you? What riddle are you here to solve? When we can get really present with that and stop being distracted by all of the other BS that is designed to distract you, that's what Earth is about. Earth is not supposed to be easy for you. You're supposed to be a little bit scared because if you're scared, now you have the opportunity to prove your courage. Earth is about paradoxes. Earth is about Earth is about extremes. God, however, is about the balance in the middle. When we can solve the equation, when we can solve the paradox, that's when we win, y'all. That's when we that's when Saturn says, Okay, yes. You've shown me that you have the ability to endure. Yes, you've shown me that you have the ability to take responsibility for yourself. Yes, you've shown me that you have what it takes. Here's the key. Now you can walk through the gate and get on to the next level. Until you can do those things, y'all, until we can genuinely step and lean into ourselves, Step and lean into our purpose until we can really do that. Guess what? We always gonna be at the mercy of these planets and these stars going in retrograde and doing what they want to do. You will always be at the mercy of that. I love what Noble said in, in another interview that we did together. When you know thyself, when you can get an understanding of what's in your birth chart. That's when you supersede your lower nature as a human being. That's because the constellations are the lower heavens, right? And I hope we didn't lose y'all too much. We don't went off on some tangents today, but it was all necessary. The constellations are the lower heavens. When you step into the knowledge of what this, what these constellations are about, how they make up your unique identity as a human being, i.e. your birth chart. When you can agree to say, you know what, hmm, my challenges 
and I came here with certain challenges in this life, i.e. the fact that I don't have any earth in my birth chart. And you could say, you know what, bump that. I'm going to do the work that it takes. I'm going to take the uphill battle. Y'all, and think about the goat. Have y'all ever Googled a picture of a goat climbing a freaking cliff? Like, they literally be on their little tippy toes on the side of a freaking cliff climbing that joint. That is incredible. So Capricorn is about overcoming our fears. And oftentimes our fears are a sense of responsibility. Oftentimes our fears are the we're afraid to confront the innate challenges, the innate nastiness and ugliness that we come down here to resolve. But if we can get present with that, we'll get the keys to the next level, y'all. That's that's what this is really about. And as long as we remain fearful, as long as we remain unwilling, as long as we remain thin to the work that is necessary, that's fine. You could do that. But guess what? You're also making the agreement to come back here for another lifetime and try that shit all over again. Ain't no way around it. You can't. I read it in the excerpt earlier. You cannot hide from Saturn. You can't. So you, it would behoove you to do your work. Stop getting caught up in the distraction. Stop, stop getting caught up in the deflection. It's the white man's fault. Somebody doing this to me. Because if you've really been listening to the show, then you've been getting these jewels we've been dropping about how to, how to dissolve all of that. It's about tearing back the layers of the illusion. And when we can do that, we get the keys. We get the keys to the mansion. And the mansion is, is, is the higher grades of consciousness. That's it. That's only, man. Listen, man. <laughs> man. Listen, y'all. Y'all get it. You know, the ones that's listening, I, I know I know y'all get it because y'all here. You know what I mean? And I don't even really touch this government thing because this is a real sensitive it's a real sensitive topic for myself as well, you know, because it's just rightfully so. But I'm going to tell you all something about this Capricorn thing and what we decided to turn this energy into. How much time we got left? If you're on the back end on the computer, you may want to call in 818-369-0368. If you got a question, press 1. Now's the time, 818-369-0368. Um, yo, man, you know, there's a way to deal with things and to really get productive and really to really be happy, you know. There's things that we got to do now here, and there's things that you have to acquire now here that's going to make your life much easier when you have family, especially when you have children, and you just have desires. You have things that you want to, you know, you want to accumulate. And so the best thing that we could have ever done was really turn this energy inward and we did that with the advents of gratitude to success, with the advents of the imagination guru. And we really start focusing on personal and professional development and how to drive that Saturn principle for yourself 
so you can become, um, you know, you can become that planet, that, that, that sun where things are orbiting around you and all the planets are just merely your ideas. You know what I'm saying? Venus is just an expression of the woman who I think is beautiful enough to be, you know, my wife, not that I'm marriage material because I think I suck at that. But anyway, the, you know, Mars is just an expression of, of my idea of how I like to exhibit my passion. So these planets, again, are just, um, they're just planets that, 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 that represent your ideals and your objectives, and these things need to center around you. And it's very fun to know it, to be able to, again, to foretell it and say, hey, this is likely to happen, this is the environment, and then it's your job to work it, to, to create that situation when that future time get here and everything be within a certain alignment for you. And that's what we call mastering the stars, by you receiving um, the things that you really desire, even if it's a quote-unquote thing that you don't like, guess what? You already—it's it, that's poking at you too to agree to get you to learn something for you to be able to extract what I call the lesson and the lesson. So even that is really all good. But I caution you to don't get stuck in that particular zone because I know how the ego gets. It's like, oh, well, this abuse is good because it's from God. And that's, no, 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 that's not what nobody's saying. Right. My point, my, my point is, listen, you have things to do. You need to be so busy in your creation doing what you're doing that that's all you have to worry about flat out. And, that, and, 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 and that's just what it is, man. So I'm telling you, from experience. This ain't no theory. Like, I am telling you from experience. Remember, I posted on Facebook one time, you know, people, you know, astrology, they talking it. And I'm like, well, how did you turn the Venus return to $5,000 unexpected dollars for somebody? And that caught some attention because I gave a testimony on show how I, you know, prescribed a certain technique for a person to do when the planets were aligned. And that actually manifested for that person. She sent me 500 for the lookout. Appreciate it. So, I'm like, you know, like, again, how do we activate and how do we live it? Um, Nikki mentioned a workbook that's very dope, man, the self-activation workbook. Um, I coined it that, me and Nia coined it that, um, because the goal is for you to activate yourself, learn about yourself. You really want to learn about yourself? Get the self-activation workbook. It's on myastrologycoach.com. Go to books. It's there. And I teach you how to read your own chart, and you start answering questions about yourself. What house is the sun in, the fourth house? Give a sentence of what that means. Well, I'm a person that's interested in real estate. I'm a homebody. I have a I have a at-home business. Oh, okay, boom, that's the fourth house sun trait. And then you start educating yourself about yourself. That's the whole purpose of it, all right? So check that out, man. We're going to go to the lawns. Um, I see the you prime minister. You today? up? Call us from the yeah. Call us from the seven seven zero. You gonna be up next? But go ahead, Minister Jew. You 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 up, man? What's happening? Hey hey, what's happening, y'all? What's happening, Nikki Nick? Hey Jew. Can y'all hear me? Yeah yeah, I hear you. Oh, okay cool, man. You know, for this show to have been about uh, Saturn. Right, which would be Capricorn, which is the furthest thing removed from the emotional filter of the moon, it was very, very touching as far as 
the um the the the, the raw passion uh in y'all's dialogue oh, yeah. and you just can see how how this 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 government and all things Saturn will uh stoke up that that balancing act on the other end which is that that emotional filter in the moon but um you know uh what I want to say is I always like to bring it back to the self, you know. And over east in some of the oriental traditions, they have something called filial piety, if I'm pronouncing it correct, where over there uh, you, have to, you have to show respect to your immediate ancestor, right? You have to have some type of connection culturally with your lineage of folks. Uh, in order to be recognized in some forms of government on that side of the globe. And um, what's happened is uh, what we've done as as a culture of people, period, you know, not just black people, white people, Spanish people, doesn't matter. Um, we've taken internal faculties of the mind and we've – hold on, y'all, hold on, hold on. All right, sorry about that. So what we've done is we've, we've taken these – We've taken these principles of mind and we've overlaid them into some external practices that people would call rituals. So in that tradition, what they do is, let's just say, for instance, your grandmother dies or your grandfather dies, right? The head of the household passes away. They actually have a tradition where for three years, well, really, I think they say two and a half, they sit out food at the dinner table in the spot where the grandfather or grandmother or, or the love, you know, the being that passed away, family member, they would sit that meal in that spot and put a picture of them, you know, in that particular chair or that spot where they used to sit. And they said their reason for doing it for two and a half years was because on when they make their journey to the other side and they renew themselves as, um, you know, or come back into another vessel, they say it takes about – two years roughly for a child in the physical world to be able to feed itself or feed herself without the help from mommy and daddy. So they, they tie these principles in, right. Or, and deal with this unseen thing, you know, where they're, 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 they're making a connection between an entity, a family member who is no longer in the visible and they still do things um, that seem to be like, Hey, this family member is still alive, et cetera, et cetera. So we see this dichotomy between these two facets of, of mentalism, between this Capricorn and government and reaching the highest heights and having a connection to um, some type of unseen, some type of ritualistic, some type of family vibe that connects these two things, the two things together. So what we see in here is really we're looking at subconscious principles being the unseen part of the mind part where all of these programs are running where Nikki talked about beautifully how we got all of these things down here in the mind and we're responding and we're reacting and we're we're doing all these things based upon these programs that we got running at a deeper part of our being right and then they end up coming to the surface or shining their light where everybody's able to see your personality traits everybody's able to see what type of success you had everybody is able to see how lazy you are because that's the other side of this Saturn principle, you know, being lazy, not working hard, right? So it's, it's just interesting when y'all touched on some of that, that. That came to mind as well. Then, right, because, see, I got I to gotta, I gotta aspect in my chart 
that I really, really love. And no one knows exactly what I mean dealing with the unseen or this, this transcendental consciousness and what we call logic, the logical mind. Uh, and blending these two things together so people can have a clear view of exactly what's going on. So I always like to interject the science behind a comment like uh, when Jay-Z says, I arrived on the day Fred Hampton died. And then Ampu starts to get into the conversation of, can God do that? Is this a possibility? Is this real? Well, let me, this is a, this was from a workshop that I think, what was it, no, what, 2013 we was in Charlotte? Or what, no, we was in Atlanta. What was that, 2014 maybe? Well, we had the book signing when, when Spiritual Wisdom came out. It was 13? Yeah, so we like 13, yeah. And I presented in this workshop, I showed these people how, at first we had to understand that we're light. Like, you know, this is not some new age stuff that I'm talking either. Like, because, you know, people who people like to get that twisted when you start to make comments like that, that you think you're in this lofty place mentally, you're not grounded to the earth, you're dealing with some spook science, and no, nah, that's not what I'm talking about. Right? And so I want that to be clear. Right? But you are light. Your body is made of atoms. Right? Hydrogens and uh, all of these other things going on in your, in your makeup of what you are that create this dense thing called a physical shell that you're in. So you are light. Right? You live in the visible spectrum of light. So you can't be nothing but light. Right? So in this experiment, what they did was they actually disintegrated with a laser right, a photon, right, because they were trying to see can they actually make light die in a sense, right? Well, mm-hmm. what happened was when they put that laser on that photon, it did disappear. But guess what happened? It rematerialized three feet away in the same form that it was when they dematerialized it with the laser. So now mm-hmm. we, and it, it was a teleportation, tele, they call it teleportation. So we have to ask ourselves a question. You hear people say this all the time. Oh, you know, energy cannot be destroyed. It's just transfer. Okay, show me some of the science, right? That way we can ease the logical mind when we're doing some of these right brain practices where we're getting into things that we can't see and using consciousness on that level. So when we see this, we understand that, wait a minute. Something can be disintegrated or dematerialized, right, i.e. die or dead, death, and then in a, in a split second, rematerialize, take, and this was, this was the kicker what they found out. It wasn't the exact same photon, but it had took enough elements from the previous photon that was disintegrated in order to rematerialize as a new one. Hmm. So now, when he says a comment like that, we have to really look at the science behind being able to morph in and out and take on different characteristics but still be of the same yoke. Mm, come on, too. So, uh, and then Nikki mentioned the word illusion, right? Because there's some people that get sense. Because, you know me, y'all know me, Nikki. Yeah, but I'm the type that like to come in and patch the holes up in, in the, on the wall, right? Because, you know, it'd be people out there, you know, we, and we like you said, no, we're people here who know what we do. But then you might have some people who knew, and you may have some people who just, you know, casual listeners, and they've heard other type of information being spewed, you know. But the thing is this. The thing is this. 
Mickey mentioned the word illusion. And some people be like, oh, sister, what you mean? Ah, people die. That ain't no illusion. Right? <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's got beat up. That ain't no illusion. Right? And, you know, you y'all know, right? And that's we, we understand that. But see, let me give you a better term so that you can understand. We call it infinite okay. possibilities. Okay? Let's substitute the word illusion for infinite possibilities. When Nikki described to everybody on this phone today when she was in the car with this gentleman who had this automatic search and siege type of thing going on on this person, right, she said she wanted to wait there and see how the circumstance was going to turn out. And then he was like, oh, well, well man, you know, I, don't, I wasn't expecting that. Well, what the hell just happened? And she said she tried to express to him that it was illusion. No, what Nikki did, and she prefaced this, she said she been through away her take-me-to-jail card. That type of mentality. So what she did was she made a distinct observation of what she was not going to experience and what she was going to experience in place of that. So what she did was, because this thing, when you call it an illusion, what we're really saying is if this thing is able to morph into any damn thing or into any situation or into any circumstance, which by definition mm-hmm. technically would make it an illusion because it can be this, it can be that, it can be this, it can be that. But when we're looking at it from a finite perspective, trying to put our logical minds around it, we call it infinite possibilities could take place, right? So then we have people who every day is white supremacy talk. Every day is black people are poor talk. Every day it's, you know, the man, the goddamn man, right? And we're living witnesses and testimonies. Listen, we created a, a membership over six years ago where we paid over 350 bills and over $36,000 to people who look like me and you. Ain't no Illuminati came and stopped that. Hmm. Come on, Jim. Ain't no police came and stopped that. Come on. Huh? But it takes discipline. We keep the books. We keep the records. We update the laws. We do the Saturn shit. You see? And it's been successful. And it's been successful. And people are happy. And they're proud to be a part of it. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is you get all of these other people making these seats. You got, you got these what you call these zombies walking around here in the street. And then people who are supposed to be intelligent, who are writing the posts, who are on the news, who are supposed to be conscious in these circles, they make observations. And because the future is uncertain until somebody makes an observation, you've got these now. stunts coming up, right? And all these incidents coming up, which continues to add to your reality of the situation. And I just said it yesterday. Just because something is real does not mean you have to realize it in your experience. Mm. So, listen, and I'm and I'm not I'm not listen. We got the keys for real. We do, and I'm and I'm comfortable in my own skin to say that. I know we do. I've seen the results too many times. You, when you get the same thing happening for three years in a row using the same formula, listen, in science they call that, we can affirm that. That's a, that's a law now. We've been doing it too long for it to be anything else. Mm-hmm. For it to be anything else. So, you know, 
Get with No Grand Pool. Get with Nikki Builders. Get with Minister Jew. We do the work. We live this science. We live it. It's a part of us. It's a part of our being. And and this is why we're so strong in our convictions toward what we say. So I just want to commend y'all, man, again for a great show. And uh, keep on rocking, you know. Thank you for your contribution, Joe. And you, you are you come in and patch them holes up so beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay right there, man. Um, call us from the seven seven zero five one oh. What's that? Hi. Can y'all hear me? Yes, Yeah, hey. Hey, hey, it's Mallory. Um, hi Nikki, hi Noble, hi Minister Jew. Um hi. first of all, I just wanna say y'all was snapping today. <laughs> Like Sorry. for real, like I was, I listen to y'all every Friday, but I be at work and I be having my headphones in listening, and I was like, I gotta sneak away for a second. <laughs> but um, well, we glad but yeah, the show was dope. Today. Show was dope. Like um, I do have a question. Um, so with, back to in the beginning of the show when you were talking about your daughter and how she got scared of, of the skeleton or whatever. Um, and you were saying that um, sometimes God makes us feel a little scared too. And I was just wondering, how do you decode that scripture in the Bible where it talks about God doesn't give us a spirit of fear but a peace and a sound mind um, and accepting the duality of God at the same time? Yeah. It goes back to what, what you just got done saying. It's a choice. Fear is a choice. When we right. decide to lock into fear, We've made the decision about what the future holds. It's bad. It's, it's, uh, everything's going to burn up. Everything's going to hell. We've made a decision. And so in making that decision, fear is a natural result of that because nobody wants to catch on fire or shit to blow up, right? Nobody wants that. Right. So those are things that naturally cause fear for us. But that is not of God, Right. Because God right. God has the, the bird's eye view, right? God knows mm-hmm. that, like, yo, this is just temporary. I just need you to get through this obstacle right now so that we can get we can go on and, and get to the next level. Like, but if you're gonna get stuck and caught up right here, what it begins to do is it, it sets a tone in the psyche, which also sets a tone and and a and a, a belief system in the heart, right? So I just got done talking about how our hearts emit a frequency. That frequency attracts the experiences that we have. So God is not the one that's responsible for causing um, scary experiences in our lives. The idea that something is scary, the idea that we should be fearful of something is an assessment that is ultimately made from ego because ego is the one that is limited. Ego is the one that is insufficient. Ego alone cannot survive. It needs you to feed on. It needs your experiences and your belief system to feed into. But that is not of God, right? So, so, so when we say or we understand that, that God is joy, we understand that God is, it, it gives us happiness, right? then we understand mm-hmm. that God gives us the ability to make the decision about how we choose to view various different experiences. And then, in turn, how we view those experiences, that ultimately sets up 
what we had, it triggers the rest of our experiences, right? So here I am mm-hmm. in the car, right, with this brother who got a four-way search clause. I could have easily just said, damn, nigga, you going to jail, right? Mm-hmm. However, I, I, it was about a decision. I made a decision in that moment in time to say, you know what? I know that this is an illusion right now. You're not going to get me caught up in your fear. You're not going to get me caught up in your worry. You're not going to get up, caught me up. Get me caught up in none of that. I was laughing the whole time. Like, I'm cool. I ain't worried. Like, we, we finna leave. Like, just let them do their job so we can go. It's a decision that we make. And so one could say, well, you know, well, the brother at the time, he was experiencing fear. He was probably worried. But I would be willing to bet that my certainty in that moment, my faith in that moment, my God essence in that moment was much more powerful than his fear. And that's why we persevered in that situation. Had it been lower than his expectation, had, had my energy been less sufficient than his fear in that moment, then, yeah, we, we probably would. Shit, y'all wouldn't be talking to me right now. <laughs> but it's about, it's about a decision. It's, a, it's about a decision. So fear is ultimately a decision that's made from the ego, and that, that decision gets made from a space of insufficiency. But that can't be of God because God is not insufficient. So when we can lean fully into, right, because there's an illusion here, right? There's an illusion here on the planet. That illusion says that everything that you can see, taste, touch, and feel is what's real, right? And, yeah, we can get caught up in that limitation, right? And if that's a fact and if that's true, right, well, then, you know, the Bible talks about Ham and then the descendants of Ham being, you know, you know, inferior and all of these other things. We can subscribe to those things, but then if we choose to tap into the greater version of ourselves, if we choose to tap into our spirit, which are ultimately the, the, the pieces of God within us, then we, 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 can, we can supersede and we can go beyond the illusion. And the, and the illusion is ultimately a decision that we make. It's a choice that we make. And for a lot of us, really, it's a programming. We get programmed into, you know, um, you know, ever since, you know, all of this police brutality stuff has been going on. Like, we can see it in the culture right now. Black mothers teaching their black sons, you know, um, don't, don't, do, don't make sudden movements. And, you know, we teach our sons this fear Right, don't wear a hoodie and put your hands in your pocket. Right, 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 right. But but that's because we, but but then that's us subscribing to the insufficiency. But Mm. when we can subscribe to a sense of self-autonomy, when we can subscribe to our own internal sense of greatness, our own association with, I am, you are all guys and children of the most high. My question is, do you really believe that? And if you do, your experiences are going to reflect that. But for, for most of us, our experiences don't reflect that because we don't genuinely believe that. We can quote it. We can say it. You can, we can talk about, you know, how we used to be kings and queens and when we were in Egypt and we were such great people and we did all of these wonderful things. But when you look around at our experience as a whole, as our experience of, as a group of people, most of us don't really connect to that. If we did, we would not be experiencing this bullshit down here. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Wow, powerful. Cool thing. So it all did comes I, back okay. to us and inside and going with it. It all, it it all starts with us. It really does. It does. And that's why, yes, ma'am, and that's why I'm always saying, do not get caught up in this external revolution. 
that that is a fallacy. That is bullshit. That is something that is 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 designed to get you distracted. And so long as you're distracted, you cannot do your job. The revolution is within. We have got to revolt against this this sense of inferiority. We've got to revolt against you know a lot of us. And and and, and let's not even make it you know, a solely racial context. If you read the Bible, the Bible says, you know, man is innately sinful. Does it not say that? Mm-hmm. We believe that, though. That's the real problem. The problem is not somebody else saying that. The problem is, is us subscribing to the belief system. That's the real problem. So I always say it. That's why I, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The revolution is within, sis. All right, that answered my question. <laughs> well, I'm glad. And thank you so much for listening and calling in. We appreciate you. No problem. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. If anybody else got a question, um, press one, man. Now's the time. That reminded me, man. <laughs> when you mentioned something like the. Um, what was that, man? We be we dying in these streets, man. <clears throat> Listen, man. For one, I don't agree with the terminology. I can never say the term white supremacy. Never, ever, ever. Come on, ever, give, give it to ever, us today, no. Ever, please give it ever. to us. Call me Donald Trump. Call me alternative facts. Call me what you wanna. I am not going to, because I really don't believe in a, a, a hidden enemy. That this is the thing. I don't see him. Who is he? Like if, it, if what what cop is it? Like and then if it's that cop, you know I'm not trying to be you know cold or anything. Like he's not pressing up against me to be my enemy. And I'm talking about and don't talk about this is the enemy after the fact that he killed Mike Brown. I'm talking about point him out right now on who is the enemy. And you're gonna be hard pressed unless you're gonna say all white folks. But then you lying because there was abolitionists who helped you get up out that situation and then it was the Northern Army who came and freed you. And it was black niggas who said, Get your hand out my pocket and they killed Malcolm. Like y'all, and, and then and then they gave a whole diagram to Fred Hampton to the police and they killed Fred Hampton. Like y'all gonna stop playing with that. See here's the thing too, right? This pain is selective because you wasn't a slave, nor was you in Jim Crow. Majority of us was not in Jim Crow. And if you were in those times, you're not in that time now. So, but the the truth of the matter is a lot of this is selective trauma that we're choosing to have and hold up slave pictures and say, never forget. <laughs> you're crazy. You're really crazy. Like, never forget. You weren't even there in the first place to remember it. So what are you talking about? Never forget. But really the implication is, right, but really the implication is never move on from it either. Stay right here. Yeah, yeah, man, listen, listen. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, anybody talking that kind of talk, because I can understand how that's entry-level talk, I get it really look at what they have provided as the solution. Don't come over here telling me that the tank coming down the street and all this and that, and you ain't got no solution to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we going to be like my people in the Middle East? We ain't even got the kind of heart like the people in the Middle East do. They, they kind of heart is I always say like this, and I'm coming to you, call it from the 404. 
they throw rocks at tanks with flip flops on. I knew <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And what I want to be clear, really, really, really look at the mindset. Of they throw rocks at a tank with flip flops on. That's audacity, okay? though. Okay. We don't we don't have them kind of kahunas. So if you don't have a solution to the problem, and that person is not giving you the solution to the problem. Do not listen to that kind of rhetoric. Because that's all it is at the end of the day. I gotta keep it plain. So call it from the four oh four five four I mean four five three. Uh what's happening? How you doing? Hey, we can good. you hear me? Yes, yes, oh, we can hear you. Cool. It's just um so amazing. My name is Delisa and it's so amazing how much I can uh, relate to you all and what you're saying. I'm so glad that I um, ran across you all. And, well, we're glad you ran well, across us, too. Thank you. Thank you for coming, <laughs> too. <laughs> yes. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was um, I'm a Capricorn. and I've been, hey, um <laughs> I've been um, listening. Well, on YouTube, I um, connected with several astrologers. And since February, they're saying, oh, um, love is coming, and it's going to be great. They say um, it's, they can't determine whether it's from my past life or a past relationship, but from the past. Someone's coming from the past, and it's going to be such mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. And so I'm trying to figure out, well, that's been since February. What can I do to... Um, to, um, you know, ensure that it happens or to to draw that in because if it's out there, it's in the stars for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, did that, when did that uh, Venus retrograde come into effect, Noble? Was it in February? Late February? Man, listen, man, I'll be in my own world. Venus retrograde. <laughs> you, you, see, you see what I named it? Retrograde, retrograde. I don't man. <laughs> no one care about none of that stuff. But no, sis, you recently we're we're in the midst right now of a Venus retrograde, and that's active through sometime next month in April. Um, and I want to say it started like late February, so that could be what they were referring to. And I've had my own experience with with the Venus retrograde. And so let, let me be clear about something because. Noble and I will talk about how, you know, you do not have to be subject to these planets and their activity, right? But that's not to say that that's not to say that it's not beneficial. What we're saying is you don't have to find yourself on the negative end of whatever that implication is. You can use that energy, you can harness it for your own benefit. A few months ago I did a meditation with my homegirl during a, um, it was Jupiter was being squared by the sun at the time. And so typically that's associated with um, just more than, more so than over, like overabundance. That's typically associated with like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um um, because with Jupiter, Jupiter being yeah. an overindulgent, yeah. thank you, Noble, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's associated with overindulgence. 
And so here yeah. I was knowing that I wanted to do this meditation with my homegirl. And, you know, of course, I had to look around and see what planets, you know, what was going on with the planets and the activity and whatnot. And so at the time, I knew we wanted to deal with Jupiter. And funny enough, at the time, Jupiter was being squared by the sun. And so, you know, common sense in astrology would say don't deal with that because it's overindulgence. Well, I said, you know what? I'm going to make this Jupiter square sun. I'm going to make this energy my bitch. How about that? So it's, it's, it's okay. a consciousness about how we how we deal with the energy, right? So I'm always talking about the fact that we come here with, with our gifts as well as we come here with our challenges. The same thing with the planets, the same thing with the, with the um, constellations. They have their gifts and their, they have their challenges, right? So when we become right. masters, when, when we become the Christ who tells the disciples, you're going to follow me now, right? We are then aware of the energy. We can perceive it before it actually comes down. So then we can say to ourselves, okay, you know what? I know that Jupiter square sun is overindulgence. Let me, so that there's an implication there of, of, of an overabundance of energy, right? So let me take that, and then I'm going to implement, implement an exercise into our routine for the meditation because I knew that there was going to be an excess of energy energy that we we needed to burn off, right? And so yeah. I, I spoke to that because I just sort of want to illustrate how, you know, a lot of times astrologers will, will look at these different energies and they'll kind of just give you a blanket sort of statement or, you know, some blanket information about the way that it should impact you. But whether or not that actually and actually shows up in your experience, you know, it, it, it it could just be a matter of, oh, I got an email from an ex-lover and that was the end of it. Or, you know, oh, I just ran into somebody and that was the end of it. It doesn't necessarily have to translate into, you know, some rekindling of a relationship. So really it's, it's about just being observant. It's about being also a little bit patient at the same time because if you are right now looking for maybe, you know, an ex-lover to, to – to, to, to resurface again, um, it's still possible. Um, so if you're asking about how do I get that to actually happen or how do I actually harness the energy, what we're talking about every week on this show is the fact that your mind is a, a very powerful tool. And, and, and many of us do not have, um, because we're not cognizant of it, because we're not aware of it, we don't have control of it. It has control over us. And so really we just want to we want to put ourselves into the driver's seat. Um, and so if that yeah. is a, an energy that you're looking to attract to yourself, if, if that is something that you're looking for, now you got to go in and, and do your mental work, you know, um, do, some, do some meditation on Venus. Um, do some meditation around um, if it's a specific lover that you're, that you're looking for. I, I can personally attest to the fact that, you know, a lot of times we're talking about energy, and because we can't see energy, you know, we tend to believe that it's, it's not that powerful, it's not that real, but do not be deceived. Um, so if it is, you know, someone in particular or something in particular, there are different meditations and different mental exercises that you can do. I would invite you, shoot me an email and we can we can talk offline more about a specific exercise that maybe you could do. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, and especially because of the fact that we're still in this Venus retrograde right now, you know, you might just have to be a little bit more patient and, and wait a little bit longer because it, it, it is supposed to go through, I think, midway through um, April, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 
right away. Email me at NikkiBuilder at gmail.com. Me and you got to check. Yes, and what is it again? It's NikkiBuilder, N-I-K-I-B-U-I-L-D-E-R at gmail.com. Okay, I sure will, and I'm Delisa, and I'll be in touch with you. Okay, I'm looking forward to it, and thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you all. Okay. Hey, no, I'm going to add on something, man. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like uh, Nikki said, she mentioned becoming the Christ to the sister that's just on the line. You know, you'll see that, right? I, I forget what book it is. It might be Titus or something. Where it says, no, uh, I always bring this one up to you, too. It says, um, uh, bring along, Paul, Paul, this is Paul talking. This is the personification Paul talking to his fellow students in the craft. In the scripture, this is in the New Testament. He says, "Bring along Apollo and Zanus, the lawyer, on their track, right? So that they want for nothing, right? But when you translate the words Apollo and Zanus, it comes out to mean the sun and Jupiter. Interestingly enough, Nikki was just talking about those two right. particular planets and aspects, right? And so we see that." When you become more aware, right, because enlightenment, everybody's using that word, people, you know, it grows off people after a while. But when you become more aware, right, or you come into more self-realization, then you start to learn how to use these cosmic influences around you consciously to create phenomenon in your own life. That's what it's about. That's why he's saying bring Apollo and Xanus the lawyer along on their track so that they want for nothing, so that you want for nothing, right? Because these are the two beneficents, Jupiter and the sun, right? So when we're looking at this, this science, right, we, like Nikki was saying, we teach people this in, in these memberships that we have. You know what I mean? You, once you learn that space is intelligent, right, and then you learn that you have a structure inside of your brain, that is the equivalent to what we consider to be that black stuff that we look out to at nighttime, that, they, they, that these stars are shining so bright and these planets are shining so bright through. When you realize that you are a, a macro or a micro and vice versa of the universe, then you start to learn how to utilize these things in order to create the phenomenon. So you have to activate the spatial perception inside of you. So really, let me tell you what planets are. When the planets are starting what they are, they're memories. They're memories. That's what they are. They're memories that when it gets to a certain place at a certain time, specific phenomenon are triggered. And new memories are always being created. That's what an aspect is. That's what a transiting planet is. Always creating a new memory as you move along through your track of life. You see? So we have to learn how to create our own impression in our own space. That's when you become the god. That's when you become mm. the goddess. And it's difficult, man, for people to understand that, man. I know it, man. I see some of my own constituents who got a problem understanding this. Would rather bow down instead of raise themselves up. It's interesting, man. Mm. 
It's very interesting. It is. But uh, it is. you know, just some more, some more, you know, fill in for for the for the for that for that question, you know. Yeah, absolutely, sis. Like, make, please make sure you reach out to Nikki. Um, you know, because it ain't. I always say that's funny. And she said, "Delisa." Right? That's that's a funny Venus retro. I, I lost my poor virginity to a Delisa. I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, Delisa, you heard me. Delisa, don't be coming back in my life now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, no, straight up though, because um. Yeah, I always say this, man, it ain't never hard for a woman, you know, but just get clear, you know what I'm saying? And and there is a there's a timeline in the sense where um this is call it the magnetism increases. You know what I'm saying? So if you just for example as a Capricorn, um, you may have your own Venus can't be too far, maybe an Aquarius, um, Pisces region or something. Um, Venus in the sky could be in the exact same position where it was at when you were born. So you really just want to get real clear on the kind of man that you want or partner that you want and just, I mean, really get crystal clear. Um, um, the description, the, the, I mean, every single thing down to don't leave nothing out. Because mm-hmm. the question going to become, are you ready for when it appears? Because it's like, well, yeah. you wanted a man. And something will appear on you, you know what I mean? So you wanna get don't don't bog yourself down with wind. You better make sure that your blueprint and your magnetism is absolutely ready and clear and that becomes the fun part. Can you attract exactly what you want and whatnot? So be sure to touch base with her. Um I gotta wrap it up, man. I got a speaking engagement that I'm booked for tonight, man. We making power moves out here. So, um, again, y'all, man, visit us, myastrologycoach.com. Go to the membership tab, the Toel Love Fund. This is where we help people pay their bills, $13 a month. Real simple concept. We divide the pot by four. We cash it out, give it to those four people, and then we just keep on going down the line, and you get a turn, man, and it's just a real beautiful thing. Again, myastrologycoach.com. Membership Toel Love Fund, all right? Drop your email off as soon as you go to the website. That's there. Anybody that's interested in economic development and investing, giving you a sneak peek into something, go over to the Prosperity Investment Group, the Prosperity Investment Group.com. Drop your email um, off over there. In the upcoming weeks, there's about to be some information, a conference call. It's open to anybody, that's everybody, but then we're going to have a webinar that's going to be talking about uh, a very valuable market where we're about to put some finances in. And um, like Nick was talking about, neighborhoods and the pride, you know, in this particular place where I'm looking at, it's one street. And you know how it is. It's always that one street that divides this side of town and this side of town or particularly a suburb. And you mm-hmm. go across, literally across this one side of the street, home selling for 1.5 mil. And they they call it German Village over there. But when you're on the other side, you know what I'm saying, it's it's trash in the backyard, trash on the streets, literally within a block of each other just crossing this street called an avenue. You know what I'm saying? And this this and I'd be asking myself, what's the difference? Man, the difference is there's absolutely no pride. But that's okay because you know what? That's where opportunity lies. And if you're smart and you're wise and you can see it, then you know when everybody else don't want to invest in it and it's shitty, poor, ran down, 
this may be a perfect time for you to come on in and you be the one that's doing the gentrification. How about that? You gentrify the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, so I'm going to show you where they literally put over $800 million, getting close to a billion now, into this particular neighborhood and a society that still needs to be developed and it's opportunity like uh, just, I mean, this major opportunity. So go to the prosperity investment group, uh, com. drop your email off over there and uh, give it to the prime minister, man. Ju, you got something? I know you got something. Where you at? Well, he may be here. He had work doing his thing. Um, go okay. to the okay. imagination guru. Um, and definitely just get on that email list, man, because there's about to be next week there's going to be a communication coming out where the Positron Pass is coming out. It's going to be a 21-day challenge. Again, you know what I mean? This is a phenomenal program for 21 days that deals with you overcoming any reoccurring memories that is bogging you down and you feel is an obstacle. There is a scientific, which is factual, a scientific approach to deal with that because it's in your mind, it's in your bump of mind, it's in your brain, it's in an organ called the hippocampus, which is responsible for memory, it's in another organ called the amygdala that's responsible for stamping and classifying the experience as negative. I'm going to show you how to rewire that, all right? So it's a 21 day challenge, just be on the lookout for it. But if you're not on the email list, go to theimaginationguru.com. Drop your email off, and then you're going to see information that's going to come out next Thursday um, pertaining to, to, to that particular 21-day challenge that's going to run at the end of April, all right? So definitely get on the mailing list. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, family, make sure y'all get on that Positron Pass joint because we got to clear out the hippocampus. As, as I was talking about earlier, you know, this this, this belief system that, that tells us that we are innately sinful as human beings, we got to get rid of that. We got to get rid of this belief system that tells us that as women we are sinful. You are Eve who made Adam bite the Eve and you're, you know, bite the apple and you're responsible for the fall of humanity. We tend not to really acknowledge or recognize the power that those stories have over us, especially to the extent that they're told to us from a very young age. They say from, you know, from 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 birth to, to five years old, those are the most pivotal years of your life. Everything that you've been taught becomes becomes ingrained in you after five years old. Those, those, that becomes your belief system. So to the extent that we've been fed, you know, this these faulty narratives and and I don't want to I don't want to bash nothing because to a certain extent those things also have their place but they're simply meant to be metaphors and 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 symbols for us to evolve to refine and to grow through they are not intended for us to get trapped in and a lot of us are actually trapped inside of those narratives so we got to get real careful about that um the the positron pass technique is a very very powerful technique i personally use that technique to clear out some things for myself personally and and shortly i did it one day two weeks later uh, an individual that I was involved with at a very murky time in my life who was very much um, associated with some things that I had in my own memory about, you know, my unworthiness, my inadequacy, and all of those different things, called me up 
to tell me that he still thinks about me. He had been praying for me. And that ultimately this story that I had invented in my head about what this person may have thought about me based on things that I did in the past were not true. Now, is that a coincidence that it showed up right after I did my positron pass exercise? Maybe. But if it is a coincidence, I want to create more of those. So so, so we got to be conscious of these things. we got to be aware of these things, and we got to be very clear about how powerful our thoughts are, how powerful this energy is. This is a fact, family, and, and it's, it's really no more, nothing else to be said about that. Um, get in touch with Noble and I. You can, you can contact both of us directly at thezodiaclovers at gmail.com. As I always mention, we love getting the feedback, even if it's just a comment or great show or I hated the show, y'all pissed me off today. We still love it. You know, if you got questions, please be sure to send them over there to us. Um, as I mentioned before, y'all can contact me directly, uh, NikkiBuilder at gmail.com. Y'all can also find me at NikkiBuilder on YouTube. Um, and then find me doing my day job, um, com. And we will catch y'all next week for um, Aquarius. Yeah. Peace. Peace.